Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. What happens when you mix Seven Samurai and Star Wars? Only Zack Snyder knows. Tune in as we talk the Netflix Sci-Fi Channel original. It's Rebel Moon, Part 1, The Child of Fire on Normies Like Us. We're here from a small village and we're looking to hire some fighters to train and protect us against a force from the mother world. We fight not just for survival, but for the soul of the galaxy. What do you think they want? You heard it up top. We are diving into a new, completely original mythos that absolutely isn't inspired by anything else. When we're talking Netflix's, Zack Snyder's, Rebel Moon, Child of Fire, part one. On numbers like us, with your hosts, uh, Colin Bloodaxe, of course. <laughs> this is Mike Nemesis, but I wasn't always a podcast oh. host. In fact, there was a time before this where there was no podcast at all that I hosted. And then a little bit later, I did this one. Your hands, Mike Nemesis, <laughs> your poor hands. I had to just do some expo- exposition dump for you guys real quick. And also... And this is, of course, Jake Asarius, the noble <laughs> of the home mother world, as we all know. Of course. Well, I mean, it was Jorah. The fascist Imperium, but now I fight against them in, in this uh, band of rebels, you might call them. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. 50% moon, 50% rebel. Wow. We're here with Zack Snyder's latest and greatest. Um, wow. The most original, original film ever devised. Um, That's right. It is. There's a lot to talk right. about. We're going to review the, uh, you know, the works of the Artur himself, I guess, this one. But uh, what were you guys thinking when you first learned that this was coming out and saw trailers like you know jacob were you intrigued well, at all by this <laughs> yeah i obviously was super into it uh as you know um and you know i was actually waiting i was gonna wait to watch this because as you may know netflix decided to try to manufacture their own mm-hmm. snyder cut by having there's going to be a director's cut of this movie. That's like an hour longer. Apparently it's like a totally different movie according to Zack Snyder. So I was going to just skip this version entirely because what they only did this so that you could watch the director's cut later and say, Oh, they released the Snyder cut or whatever. Oh my God. I didn't realize they had done that. Yeah. So this is not, this is not the uh, proper way to watch this movie. You got to wait till the director's cut comes out, watch that, and then compare them, and we'll see which one's better. It's part one. We're waiting on part one A, Jacob. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) We're going to have to do this again? Yeah. We should do it again for part two, of course. No, we're we're absolutely not part two. You had to watch four movies to watch two movies. I need to see how this epic story ends. Yeah. With all of our favorite characters. Colin, how about you, though? Did you... Well, uh, epic story that, of course, he also says this is part of a trilogy. I will remind you guys. The second one is shot. We do get the trailer of it at the end of this film. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it will set up comic books, video games, a TV yes. series. As blah, Zack blah, Snyder blah, blah. himself said, he's planning this to be a huge epic IP that can be built out from with all that stuff. RPG tabletop games. Um <sighs> It's such will, a rich will universe. We see any yeah. of that, that kind of thing? I don't know. Based well, on the reception I want to point movie. out this yeah. is Netflix mm-hmm. again. And obviously, Netflix is hungry for some sort of franchise like that. They have Stranger Things. They don't have much else original in house to build off of. They've got Wednesday. The Witcher. Um, they've got The Witcher, which is sadly coming to an end. Yep. Uh, in, in the fans' minds and hearts. But 
the issue here is that was also the promise of zombies plus cards. Uh, what happened to poker chip zombies. zombie oh, army film? of the dead or whatever? Army of the dead. That? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they did. Viva Las Zombies. Did make a prequel to that movie. Uh, I believe, but I did not see that. So I forgot about that. Um, so I could care less about this when I heard about it because I personally don't think Zack Snyder has talented at all, uh, especially after Army what? of the Dead, which was one of the other worst movies I'd ever seen. I think he's a hack Snyder, hack Snyder. So huh? I won't wow. be holding a How holding back here, but I'm willing to have a debate. But I wasn't excited about this, and boy, did it deliver. But uh, well, Jacob generally Zack Snyder. I... Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, can I appeal to you guys with a bit of trivia and speak directly to mm-hmm. you guys for a second? Who even cares about the fans of this podcast and the <laughs> listeners? But to you guys, my fellow hosts, here's a reminder. We did an episode on Zack Snyder's Justice League. Do you guys remember that? Yes. <laughs> and Army of the Dead, yes. we did an episode on And that. Army yeah. of the Dead, yes, we did as well. So we have talked about him before. We've kind of all made our opinions known. Like, Mike, I know you mm-hmm. think he's Zack Snyder. I think he's Zack Snyder, too. Jacob, <laughs> I think you probably a little less, but also agree no, that I love he's it. not the uh, uh, artist these fervent fans believe he is, right? Here's the thing. I do think yeah. that he's an auteur in the sense that he has a uh, connected uh, style, both thematically and aesthetically, throughout his career that still, you know, there's 150 hack directors that have no style. So I will still put him above all the people that just make generic movies. Like, even though, you know, his movies can be derivative, I think he has a style that that uh, puts him in that auteur uh, category. So it's like it, it, he certainly yeah. has a distinct style um, and, you know, art is subjective and it doesn't speak to me, but he does have a style. I give you like, you know, a Zack Snyder movie when you're seeing a Zack Snyder movie. I, I can see that for yeah, sure. I'll take him over a for, for forgettable, sure. you know, someone like a Sean Levy or something who's just so forgettable. I don't even think about them. While I don't like everything that he's done, I think Zack Snyder definitely has more of an auteurness in the sense that you can look at a movie and say, oh, that's a Zack Snyder movie, just like you could look at a Wes Anderson movie and say, oh, that's a Wes Anderson movie, clearly. We so, need to get that trend, the TikTok trend of, but as a Zack Snyder movie. It's probably happening now uh, in response hey. to this, actually. Yeah. Um, right. It's hard to AI images that are in slow motion, Mike. That's <laughs> yeah. Basically. You just put epic and, music when you're picking up a fork in slow-mo, super close-up. You know, that's pretty much it. And then I ate a potato chip. He could do Death Note, you know. Oh, oh damn. He uh, could do Death Note. Yeah, actually, give me that. <laughs> It'd be better than the one they did. It's Netflix anyway. Right. But I think, you know, is this a good movie? No. Um, it's not. <laughs> is it derivative? The film yeah, we're going to be talking about today. the most derivative <laughs> movie ever made, probably. But did I enjoy watching it? Yes, yes, I did. Wow. Okay, well, I'm going to need to talk yeah. to you more about that in the episode proper, but do you have a favorite Zack Snyder movie, guys? Because, like, the one that I like the most is Dawn of the Dead, but that's a James right. Gunn script, you know? But, Colin, do you Dead. have a, one that you like? Yeah. 300's fine, I, I think. I think that's the easy one for people to jump to is Dawn of the Dead. I Yeah, I like Gerard Butler movies, so for me, 300 is, like, his spawn point. So, yes, I find mm-hmm. that pretty uh, fascinating to watch. And I, you know... All the criticism about Watchmen being directed page and him not understanding it, absolutely. But that's one of his early films that is still shot by Larry Fong, who I think is like the best cinematographer of all time. And to quote Brie Larson, who accepted the role in Kong Skull Island by saying, 
I'm going to be in a Larry Fong movie because any movie Larry Fong shoots is like a movie worth watching. So, yeah, I like Dawn yeah. of the Dead. I like 300. I like Watchmen. Um, and I like I think it's an OK adaptation. Like, I don't think it's, uh, you know, I think it's totally serviceable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Snyder Cut, I'll say the Snyder Cut. No, you don't. Do <laughs> you, you really? Like it? I, it's better than the theatrical cut of 100%. Justice League. Yeah. And, and I like it better than his other DC movies. Fair enough. So therefore, you, you like the scene where the Joker turns and he's like, they're like in the future and he's like, you and me have been oh, like, yeah, we're going to kiss that. each other. Like, the yeah, reach like around. All that crazy. Yes, the reach around. Joke. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I'm sure, that was um, improv. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. But oh. no, I think. Um, you know, Zack Snyder, he's not a great filmmaker in the sense that he he's not a storyteller. He's a no. maker he's of a story cool retailer. images. Yeah. yeah. His yeah. his 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 specific talent is making not even cool scenes or anything like that, just cool images, cool shots, right? That's why he uses yeah. slow motion a lot, so you can get these slow images. And it's just like he should be making, you know, music videos or something like that. Something with a shorter runtime where he can just make weird you know cool shots but yeah when it comes to linear storytelling and that kind of thing not his strength i don't think no but he does uh i consider his visual style like maximalist like it is the most <laughs> yeah. over the top but it's like it's his style and but it that's can make things it look really for, epic yeah yeah for superheroes that works because i mean his 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 idea of like superman as a god is like that's his whole theme throughout his dc yeah run which is kind of obvious but um i like the imagery uh associated with that so you get some yeah. nice well, uh still frames out of these projects in his, yeah at least yeah can i just say just on criticizing the man um because obviously he's somebody who's very easy to criticize and to talk directly to a certain fan base if you don't know about this there's Again, very fervent fans, a very toxic fan base or whatever, right. as any fandoms get uh, a certain portion of the fan base. It's not mm-hmm. the entire portion of it, but it's a very vocal portion online who can be prone to harassment and do good things like donate to the suicide charities that uh, uh, support people, specifically in honor of uh, Autumn Snyder, who is Zack Snyder's daughter, who did commit suicide during the making of BBS, right? Um, and they will kind of use that behavior sometimes to mask bullying behavior where they'll say, we're not evil. I donated to that charity, regardless of the fact that I'm telling, you know, COO of WB and Saranoff to kill herself every day on Twitter, you know, 24 seven, right. like I did a good thing. That's bullshit, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to talk directly to those people and say like, cause we're going to get into some criticism here today. I don't think it's all going to be bad again. The guy's easy to dunk on, but I think we're kind of going to just laugh and have fun. And like Jacob said, like he maybe even enjoyed this movie or whatever. But just to say to these fans, because we already threw out the term hack Snyder, which seems to be almost like the biggest trigger too, almost. Mm -hmm. Now, if somebody to me was like, hey, Etra Oda, who created One Piece, is a hack, Colin. What do you think about that? Mm. I would not think two thoughts about it. I would not care. Right. I see no criticism. I do not get worked up when people do not like the things I do not like. I would encourage you to take anything we say to be not as serious as well. Yeah. Well, I would say this. I like Zack Snyder more than I like his fan base. And I think he gets yes. oh, very much. worse fair, fair, because of his fan base that yes, he doesn't I would agree with fully that. 
you can't control who likes no. your movies. And mm-hmm. uh, what I think is funny is this movie even has a character with they, them pronouns in the movie. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I wonder what his fan base would think of that because I don't think he, as a person, he doesn't seem like his fan base at all. Like from all, mm-hmm. you know, accounts of people that have worked with him, actors and such, like they love working with him. So he seems like a, a great guy aside There's from this thing about it's a, the Ayn yeah. Rand stuff. I like Ayn, I read Ayn Rand books. Doesn't make yeah. me a crazy Republican. I've heard him say the exact same things where he's like, I vote sure. Democrat. I'm not this hyper masculine dude. No, I think I am. So Actually, I think it is yeah. an image issue, Jacob. Yeah. What I get from him is that he's not really a very political person at all he just likes no. things that look cool and he loves the yes. you know hyper masculine yeah. there's not a lot aesthetic. of deeper meaning to yeah. any of it <laughs> no i track yeah, right i look at Zack snyder as just a 13 year old boy who likes edgy yeah. cool stuff and that's his mindset but he does seem like he's having fun exactly. making these so you know dunking on the style whatever he does seem like he's having fun and he's just he's, he's just likes what he likes when he's Michael 13 Bay, in a way. yeah he's like a Kind of like Michael Bay, but a different flavor. And I actually prefer him to Michael Bay uh, huh. as a as a director. So Michael um, Bay would be like, this woman that. is so fucking hot. And <laughs> Zack Snyder would be like, this woman who's hot is so fucking badass. And yeah. Like, yeah. There is a difference. <laughs> there is a difference, for sure. <laughs> right. That's a good distinction. Michael Bay versus Zack yeah. Snyder. Okay, okay. I think we yeah. found the line here. Who's your preferred... Um, Bro, auteur. Personally, yeah. Michael Bay, honestly, but <laughs> well, it is what that's it fair. Is. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, but can you imagine if we watched four Zack Snyder Transformer movies? I love Those that. would be interesting. Yeah. I'm honestly like that's a parallel universe I might be interested in. <laughs> um, it would be wild. Megan Fox would have been the main character as she should have been. Still, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But she should, she would have been like a badass. Um, yeah, fighting like she would just fight. Give me the uh, gun, robots, yeah. I'll fucking driving. shoot Megatron yeah. in his fucking head. And you're like, oh yeah. my god. Well, some villains would try so to much. rape her, and then she would... Uh, that's the only Snyder thing, too. Yeah. Upper yeah. guy a robot knocked oh, his head man. off in slow motion. Like, a human did that? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, ultra slow-mo. But yeah, we don't know about me, line. I was raised by... Uh, robots. Decepticons. <laughs> I was raised by cars. It's the king love. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyways, oh, oh, yeah. Let's, Jacob, uh, can I hear a little bit of your Irish accent before we start? <laughs> uh, your, your space no. Irish accent, I should say. I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> okay, got that. carrying a brogue? <laughs> well, we're carrying some rogues as we go to the Rebel Moon on. Uh, That's right. Right after this. <laughs> are back here on normies like us where we are talking the new netflix classic theories Zack snyder's rebel moon a child of fire part one um a hey <laughs> part <laughs> one pre d cut yes yes <laughs> yeah it's um, the rough cut yeah and this movie is well i think didn't um so colin did uh they didn't Netflix say it was going to be one movie and then split into two because it was so long that Netflix was like this is too long it needs to be two movies. So it sounds like um when Zach was doing his big Ted Sarandos pitches for hey cuz he is now locked up in Netflix we should point that out. He's an in-house creative now for Netflix right. and with the deal for Army of the Dead uh, and developing out that universe. He also said by the way 
couple years ago, pre uh, sale to Disney of Star Wars, I made a personal pitch where I sat down with George Lucas and said, I have an idea for a Star Wars movie. It's get this seven samurai meets star wars i don't know if you remember george you heard of this guy you... kurosawa and george said oh have i, I don't know yeah. if, if you recall you ripped off one of his films to make your uh entire starting point but i would mm-hmm. like to do that as well um and uh george lucas very quickly said no uh that sounds ridiculous because i i truly think his pitch was and it will be adult there will be a crew of jedi they will cut people's heads off it will be awesome and bloody and gory the thir- i'm yeah, the 300 stage. guy i'm so mad that we didn't be so get cool. this movie as a star wars movie i'm so yeah. mad yeah <laughs> yeah uh, i don't know well honestly that, yeah just to say real quick that that ends up leading to him pitching at netflix where yes. like jacob said he says i have this idea Ted Serrano says, that's too long. I have a better idea for you. That's two movies, <laughs> which I think now, of course, has been that's three movies. That's Snowball. That's, that's incredible. Snowball, that's Snowball. So, well, I think sorry, he, as after saying. pitching it as Star Wars, after failing to pitch it as a Star Wars movie, he also pitched it to Warner Brothers as a movie independently. Warner Brothers said no. He also mm. pitched it as a video game, which, again, I think this would work better as a video game. Yeah. We'll talk about that. I think this um, would work better as a video game. Yeah. That's interesting. A video game or a TV uh, series eventually eh. landed as a movie yeah. at Netflix. Basically so. is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But so this movie. House. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, you know, get into here's, it, right? We here's the yes, world. <laughs> we're going to go through. Yeah. Here's what I want to say about all of it. We're going to yeah. go through all of it. I just want to, I, I don't often read these, but in the little notes I sent to you guys, I'm pretty proud of the synopsis I put together because here's the big joke I want to read because here's yes. the main criticism you could give about this movie. Cora, mm-hmm. an ex-space marine and current space farmer, believes she must bring together a band of space outlaws to teach a village of wheat farming space Vikings how to fight against space Nazis. Yeah. Now, this is a film where basically Zack Snyder goes, anything's cool if you just put the word space in front of it. I mean, <laughs> is he wrong? Is right. he wrong? <laughs> That's the yeah, of this podcast that we're going to try well, to answer. Here's what I'll say. And I yeah. said I enjoyed watching this movie, and I'll tell you why. Wow, As I okay. may have mentioned on this podcast mm. before, I just have a very low bar for any bad sci-fi or fantasy IP. Mm-hmm. I will watch it. I will ingest any old garbage. I don't care. <laughs> I love bad Except sci-fi and fantasy. So right. yeah, you're telling me I get to watch a, a bad seven samurai star Wars movie made by Zack Snyder. Hell yeah. I'm in. Honestly. Um, yeah. yeah. There's a, there is a certain, you know, every once in a while, you know, you just want to go to Taco Bell and you know what it is. <laughs> But you go anyway. That's right. And that's kind of what this is, you know? Now, yeah. And to say this movie is derivative, yes. Every single element of this movie is taken from something else and combined together in the most generic sci-fi universe ever created, possibly. Yes. Um, But that's what A lot of jokes have been made. Broad strokes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say, just to to joke real quick, that a a lot of people have said, like, you know, this movie's like an AI wrote the script. This movie is like an AI wrote the script. It yeah. is pulling every element and putting it together in but a it's way like, that you did when you were eight years old, going like, and I mm-hmm. have a dark sword right. that, you know, 
cuts people with the magic called the push. It's not the force. It's called the push. push like, you know, the right. things that you would do. Yeah. yeah. Or it's like someone's first attempt at like screenwriting or something where they just make accidentally create the most generic plot of all time and then say, Hey, this, this would be really cool if I've never seen another movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like if you've That's never seen this, this, plot archetype before you would think it's super original yeah without um, going into like deep super details i was describing it to people like everything in this movie you've seen in another movie just done better and it's frustrating because yeah. a scene will begin just done and better. you'll immediately know where it's going like there's no tension right. because you know how the whole scene is going to go and it always goes yeah. exactly the way you predict it to and i described it after watching it to you guys i said it's like a video game all the cutscenes edited together into a, a movie. And I think that mm-hmm. stands because the way this movie is structured, I can see the beats where there would be like action in between the cutscenes that you could do <laughs> yeah, as the yeah, player, yeah. which is why I think it work, would work better as a video game. And structurally um, it's, you know, we said it's seven samurai, but we'll get into the details, but it's yes, the, the farmers core is there. They get threatened. And then the whole movie is getting the band together, essentially yes, just going to the get classic the classic heist. Yeah. Uh, thing of getting the gang together, meeting all these badass heroes that each has like one distinct thing about them, mm-hmm. um, and then the movie's essentially names. over. Yes, yeah, it's like um, one confrontation yeah. at the end, but yeah, yeah, and basically before they even get of, to their destination. Yeah, no, they don't. You kind of get small scenes or tiny vignettes when these characters are introduced of how cool they are, but really, it kind of comes down to the bad guy at the end being like. All right, line up, line up. Let me tell the audience exactly yeah. who everyone here is. Well, this is the mission cool where you free the slave. This is the mission where you go to the uh, um, gladiator ring. To gladiator planet, yeah, cyberpunk planet. Yeah. Um, or your contact at the bar got arrested before you could get there. You're going to have to do this stealth mission of getting around and going inside like you can't see yeah. it. Like it is yeah. a video game. <laughs> Yeah, they let's, get the bar fight. let's start with, you know, how does this movie yeah. open up? Well, one of the first things that you see, and I don't know if you guys remember this, is a spaceship going through, let's call it what it is, a space vagina. So space uh, is working. It is a yep. portal, okay. uh, and it, mm-hmm. this very phallic spaceship going now, through this space yep. vagina. Phallic is an understatement, <laughs> because yeah. this spaceship <laughs> is literally a long shaft with two boosters at the back of it, and it's emerging <laughs> Yeah, through, exactly like Jacob said, a vagina in space. While you hear mm-hmm. Sir Anthony Hopkins, who, <laughs> if you said to him out loud, guys, hey, what was it like making Rebel Moon? He would say, I don't what, know what that is. That? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, Thor 4 was called Rebel Moon. That's fascinating. <laughs> well, that's the great thing about uh, Anthony Hopkins, like Brian Cox, these older English actors that will literally do anything if you give them money. Um, they will be mm-hmm. the voice of Arby's. They will do anything um, <laughs> for a paycheck. <laughs> so yeah. you can get the esteemed Anthony Hopkins to narrate oh. the opening of your movie. Yeah. Before mm-hmm. let's, I want to stay on talent for sure. And then keep going through the beats. But before we keep going, keep going just to go back on the creative end, Mike, can mm-hmm. I blow your mind for a second? Please and say that it's not just Zack Snyder. Cause of course, Zack Snyder is the director He's the DP as well. This is his second mm. time doing this. He did that for Army of the Dead, which mm-hmm. notoriously looks like dog shit. This film as well. He's using his well, busted camera system that has a very strange shallow depth of field. I don't understand why he does this. He loves I'll the rack focus. defended in a minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But to say, he brings on a writer. It's not just him. 
does unfortunately mm. have a hand in the writing as well. This is an original story by him. But it's Shay Hayton as well, who is the writer of John Wick 3 and 4. So mm, not okay. someone who's dog shit, dude. Right. Huh. Just a but dog someone scenes. who is brought on to expand the lore of the John Wick universe, maybe. And yeah. Make it more okay. with each, how each movie that kind of expands the lore. Kind of a lore guy. Yeah, Interesting. Okay. 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 We got a little bit of Wick DNA in here. Eh, yeah. Some of the action scenes kind of want to be, they're play acting at John Wick a little bit sometimes here too. So, yeah. But, but we have the, the villain of this movie, Admiral Noble, the Darth Vader, if you will. You don't know. Do you get it? Do you get <laughs> you it though? Because his name is Noble, but he's a bad he's guy. Not noble. He is so not deep. Noble. Dude. And he yeah. doesn't have a lightsaber. He just has like a. A, a cudgel right like a staff he has like a, a bone it's, staff it's, yes it is it's like a i forget what they call them irish people would carry them around it's shillelagh. like um yes a shillelagh, shillelagh. Thank you, Mike. it is like a billy club there's a lot like of a space irishness yeah, charlie hunnam told me that yeah. but it also doesn't it in one scene heat up like a lightsaber or he unsheaths it for a Does moment it? And it i think is it's just kind a of a lightsaber i think it's just a stick but there is things that do heat up, and like a lightsaber. There are, yes. Yeah. Well, there, you can see, see where there would have been lightsabers if it were right. Star Wars. Oh, for sure. Um, but if you didn't know, these are obviously space Nazis. You can look immediately by seeing their uniforms and say, "Well, I wonder if these this empire is like fascist mm. in any way." You can just yeah. look at their uniforms, and you'll know. Um, it was you. You love that show, Peep Show, Jacob. It's literally that meme. <laughs> yes. Are we the baddies? It's, yeah, we, yes, my little yeah. outfit has skulls on it. I'm wearing like a little <laughs> Nazi hat. Like, there's yeah. no mistake. There's no subtlety. It's like as no. George Lucas called his stormtroopers stormtroopers, which was like a group of Nazis, but right. that's more subtle than this. <laughs> yeah. So Admiral Noble, he's like a skinhead-looking kind of guy who's like. I don't even know how to describe him. He's just evil. Um, he's very, he's he loves evil. doing Nazi shit in space, but, you know? This is Ed Screen. Yeah. Ed Screen. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'll get to my fun fact that I know you guys are ready for that Norman's going to care about. But first, I can't wait. We meet this planet or moon, mm-hmm. I suppose it is, right? It's a backwater mm-hmm. moon of. I don't know. Uh, yes, I well, I'm <laughs> the Rebel moon. How do you know these things? Are you Whoa. reading this? This is incredible. I don't know. I don't just have them all in my brain. Wow. Um, but we meet our heroine. Uh, Cora, who is a um, a mysterious outsider, I guess, who's living amongst these uh, village in this village space Vikings, space Vikings. As we meet Corey Stoll, the leader of their clan, later he has a very uh, space Viking esque beard. Mm-hmm. Um, space. So we beard. meet Cora. We meet Gunnar, our Luke Skywalker, if you will. Oh, this is like the like, guy looks like Gary O'Connell, like not Jerry O'Connell, but like kind of related <laughs> yeah, to Gary O'Connell. Mike, I see this. You I don't like it. This you. Is, you are I don't a handsome like it. white guy. Michael this is Huisman. you, I don't yes, like this Michael guy Huisman. at all. I don't know how but to yes. say his name. Michael Huisman. You pointed out he's from that uh, the first season of that spooky show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was uh, in Haunted House um, on the Hill. Yeah. He's also in, okay, let me just get this out of the way real quick because this is the okay. first thought I had about this movie. It's the only thing I could think of for like <laughs> 20 minutes right of this movie. <laughs> um, this movie, the um, Admiral Noble, the Darth Vader, and the Luke Skywalker of this movie, the actors mm-hmm. that play them, played the same character in Game of Thrones. Now, I'm, do you guys know who I'm talking about? Do you remember this character? I do. His name I was don't. Dario Naharis. 
Okay. He was like a guy that worked for Daenerys. Leader uh, of the was... free free fighters. What were they called? The Sack Yeah, he Men? was a. What the hell were they? <laughs> yeah, he was the leader of a band of mercenaries who would who yeah. uh, agreed to work for uh, Danny in Essos. But if you remember, he was played by Ed Screen in the first season, I think, oh. and then recast to Michael Huisman. Uh, later on in the show, and they don't somehow look similar at all, no. at all, and they didn't even try to make them look no. similar on the show. But Jacob, it was somehow wow. one of those things where Ed Screen gaslit us all, where he was literally like, "I'm a movie star. I'm too yeah. big for Game of Thrones," and he left to be the villain in Deadpool One. And you were like, right. "Oh, I guess he is a movie star." Not I think really. he was going to be in uh, Fury Road in the uh, Nicholas Holt role at some point. Oh, but thank God that didn't. I happen. don't know. Yeah. But no, he played him very differently. But Dario Naharis, I mean, Normies, I know you all care about this. Dario Naharis. Um, two actors so play the same weird. role, and now they're in the same movie, and they're literally the Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker yeah. of this movie. Now, that Did just, they like, talk about it, Jacob? Did they bring They had to, to on set. They share yeah, scenes mm-hmm. on this movie. So. And my question is, did Zack Snyder know that? Like, he was watching Game of Thrones. He's like, I like that actor. And then, like, a season later, you're like, I like that actor, too. Let's cast both of them in my <laughs> if movie. If he does, I guarantee he mm-hmm. didn't know they were the same character. <laughs> he's, I take him as the kind yeah. of guy who doesn't really understand who everybody is on Game of Thrones. And he's like, but I yeah. really like it. I like <laughs> when yeah. there's badass stuff happening. Yeah, um, it's cool. Yeah. The fights yeah. are cool. <laughs> Got a sword. <laughs> Yeah, her boobs are out and she's cutting heads off. It's cool. And you're like, cool, all right, man. yeah, I know, Zach. <laughs> and he, well, yeah. he was at HBO. That's like Warner Brothers, right? So he's probably like, yeah. hey, guys, I'm doing this Netflix gig. You know? Yeah. yeah. Something there. Warner anyway, just a very Dan Harmon at a party and said, I want to direct the Rick and Morty movie. Dan Harmon was like, oh, that's Lennon. cool. Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No. The Rick and Morty live action movie. Yeah, oh, geez, that's what Rick. he said. He said, I, I want to pitch that. He was like, that would no. be insane. Yeah. This is Back um, to the Future, but weirder. Um, but that is a fun fact, Jacob. The Game of Thrones. That's a yeah. fun fact. Doug. I don't know yeah. if I'm the only person that noticed this. I'm probably not. But it's just like I had to look at the cast list because I knew Ed Screen was the villain already because I had like read, like I'd seen the trailer and stuff. And I didn't realize this other guy, Michael Huisman, was in the movie until I started watching it. I'm like, that's the fucking guy. That's the same guy. So I had he's to He's giving that. like um, Michael Huisman, he's giving like... Um, Sort of um, Andor, but not quite there. Right. Yeah. Like he energy. is a tuck in this movie. He does <laughs> yeah, nothing yeah. good. Well, he, you can claim the Luke. I keep getting mad at that because he accomplishes nothing. In no. No, he's like the Luke, but all the good parts of Luke were given to Korra. So they're kind right. of split the character of Luke. He's just like the innocent townie. Yeah. Who yeah. has to like be swept in this larger chief world? Hunter of this village. Let's say, so. Let's talk about this opening scene. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Space again. I want to emphasize the space. Is it farming? Mm-hmm. It's space farming. Mm-hmm. Now, right. They're of course farming. Moisture farming. Wheat. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. Just moisture farming. It's the ones to one are so yeah. incredible. But yeah. The idea that he's like, no, they're just growing wheat. Like it's just wheat. <laughs> space wheat. It's just raw. Yeah. And you're like, space okay, wheat, I yeah. guess. Um. So we see her tilling. We see the huge planet in the background. Michael Huisman comes up because there's going to be this big party in the village. They're celebrating a hunt went well. They're going to have meat for the first time. There's all these weird details, right, for Mm -hmm. this tiny little world. Uh, And she's turning down his advances. uh, And we're going to learn from her sort of adoptive father who's introduced her into this community. She is this outsider who has crash landed there. Uh, seeked refuge, sort of found this solace life, you know, the small life as a farmer, 
mm-hmm. um, and death will be coming to them. You know, this, this bigger, bigger world. But I just yeah. think, I don't know, this early stuff, the Viking stuff. I mean, we see Corey Stoll as their chieftain, right? right? He says like, I'm the leader of this town and like I'm appointed to give like a big speech and my big speech <laughs> is like you all have to fuck to make the harvest good like I want you to go home and like fuck each other's brains out yeah, and you're, like right. this is yeah. again you're just thinking like this is so Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and they're cool just trying and to badass. be peaceful, you know, space vikings in their village grow their yeah. wheat. Um the whole the- planet grows wheat. That's it. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's only a moon, right? It's a rebel true. moon. It's a moon, um, yeah. We got it. <laughs> it's true. But we find out, you know, maybe they sold some of their wheat to the rebels earlier, um, but they try to stay out of the larger political thing. They just want to make money, enough money, so that they can feed their village right. um, and continue to grow wheat. So then we get Admiral Noble. He lands on this planet. Now, this scene, in case you're wondering what this is uh, borrowed from, reminded me a lot of the scene at Inglorious Bastards, right? Where... Uh, uh, what's his name? The Nazi guy. Um, oh, yeah, but that of, opening scene in the farmhouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's no, sort of interrogating uh the girl. And it's a very similar scene where he's like being pretending to be nice, but then uh you know eventually he's, he's a meanie, right? So mm-hmm. um, that's a lot that's like this scene with the space Nazis that come down. <laughs> that's good to point out. Yeah, all the references yeah. that he's pulling from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that we can remember. And um, this is, we said they're called the mother world or whatever. Now there's um, a yes. lot of Dune. And then Mike, let me throw this to yes. you. Cause mm-hmm. I think I, I have no expertise on this. I hear a lot of Warhammer. Do you know anything about Warhammer? Is this sort of like 40 K or whatever? Personally, I haven't played kind a lot of, of Warhammer, but so I don't know for sure, but um, I, think <clears> I know there's big armadas in space and stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, and there, I mean, the space soldiers, Marines are very space like, Marines. fascist coded. Yeah. 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 But that's like every, like, obviously the empire was like fascist coded too. So that's like every space, yeah. <clears throat> space opera has to have some fascist bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is also, according to Zack Snyder, very much influenced by heavy metal magazine from the oh, 1970s. Sure. Oh, yeah, okay. And so, yeah, so it's very influenced on that aesthetically. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, big, bigly. Yeah. Um, so we have this scene where he's like interrogating Corey Stoll about the grain and stuff and trying to find these rebels, uh, the Blood Axe clan, right? The mm-hmm. Darien Blood Axe, of course. 90% Great of your grain. <laughs> oh, but we need it for our village. Well, you will say, and then this other guy pipes in. We'll sell you maybe fifty percent of our grain, and then Ed Screen's like, "Oh, but he says you have more grain to sell me than that than you said. What do you have to say about that?" Oh, well, I right. oh that guy. I don't I don't speak for that guy. There's just a lot of this. It's all circular yeah. going around. It's all going on for so long. I'm truly yeah I'm dying to grab because we my know phone what the scene is. It's yes. just we're going to so, take all your you've shit seen it and a we'll come back later. Before Mike, yeah, yeah. And well, there's some kind of dispute between Corey Stoll and our guy Michael Huizman, where he wants to like because he's the one who sold the sold the grain to the rebels who they're looking for. So they're trying to hide the fact that they sold grain to these rebels because then they're going to be associated with the rebels. Um, but they want to, you know, they want to just keep keep existing basically but yeah this scene goes on for way too long um eventually Corystole gets beat to death with the shillelagh the space shillelagh oh, mm-hmm. uh just real quick when chorus sees the ship coming down she runs in slow motion this is i believe the first time we see slow motion to mm. the center of the town picks up a hammer hits this big warning sign again she's yeah. the outsider again uh, they out walk of up to her yeah and they're like what are you doing 
And it's like, mm-hmm. what's well, your system? They know that. It's like, yeah. she's again, she's the one <laughs> added to your site. She's not the one who should be yeah. doing these things. Yeah. So we should talk about our protagonist here, Cora. Yeah. Uh, played by Sophia Butella. Mm-hmm. Um, no wraps around her. her. She's not dusty at all. She's, she's not a mummy. Know, she's not a mummy, she's, Jacob. Uh, she's not an alien. She's not an alien. She's not an alien. She's not looking for James T. Kirk. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I like the screaming. Patella, I don't know what you think, guys think about her. I don't think she's like a great actress. Um, she can do yeah. action, it seems like. And that's kind of why Zack Snyder picked her. I she's like, rewatched Atomic attractive Blonde woman. recently. I was going to ask you. fucking dope in Atomic Blonde. Yeah, yeah. Atomic Blonde. That's her right. best role. Yeah. yeah. Agree. She obviously that can do action. Trip. So I think Zack Snyder was just like, I'm going to get this attractive woman who is a badass to be my protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, she has no personality in this film. We know nothing about her the entire no. time. There's just multiple like times. Look. Literally. She, yeah. Well, she'll like, there will be scenes later. We'll talk about where she'll say like, you don't understand my tragic backstory. And by the third time she says that yeah. we then see the flashback, which is what the opening thing that we should have seen over right. anthony hopkins describing the flashback like it doesn't mm-hmm. make need the mystery of who is this woman then later I, when her there is no Gunner there's not a off. second where i feel any mystery <laughs> no, i don't think no. she's the princess that they're talking about like i i no. certainly right. don't think that she obviously doesn't fit in with these um these locals on this moon um but literally when the scene when her and gunner go off and they're sitting by by the fire and she explains her backstory. She literally launches into this monologue. We see her whole backstory. And then the last thing she says is, I'm only telling you this so that you'll know who I am. And like, okay. that's a literal line from the movie. I'm like, exact really? Snyder? Okay. And this is, yeah. Oh, so at this okay. point, they're like, we need to go get the seven samurai. So this is their first night kind of out of the village. Yes. Doing well, first we have to mention, Korra so the fascist patrol shows Korra up. Korra wants to leave. And well, even before that, well, yeah, oh. she wants to leave. She's ready to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, but these fascists show up to watch the wheat production or whatever. And they have a robot. And this uh, is the Anthony Hopkins yes. robot. Um, so in these episodes on YouTube, I put in the fourth window where Joe used to be when he was hosting the show, a random character and it's already been done. And I knew it the second I saw him that it was going to be robot Anthony Hopkins. (laughs) And that is what the name says. I don't care what the character is called. It's robot Anthony Hopkins. Well, well, I have an issue with his name. I'll tell you exactly what his name is. His name is like JC47 or something. And these sort of like bad guy, I don't know what they're coded as. I guess they're all like New Zealanders who are part of like the grunt <laughs> forces of the yeah, yeah. Like battleship troopers say, starship troopers starship literally troopers, they are like yeah. starship troopers and they say blimey my wimey that there's a jimmy that's a yes. jimmy if i ain't never seen one and they mm-hmm. use this anthony you, hopkins guess, as the voice of jimmy is what he's credited you, as. you learn it's a racist or derogatory term for these robots and that's the only character information we have out of him is like you know well, him as jimmy <laughs> So these robots and he's also a big um, cuck. were loyal to yes. the to the king of the mother world who was or the home world, I guess, uh was who was slain prior to this movie. So they refer to him as like the slain. Should we set king. that up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, we haven't had it set up for us yet. <laughs> okay. But essentially, well, what's important about these robots is they so they're loyal to the king who was killed yes. before this movie started. Since he was killed, they have turned pacifist essentially and said, they We have will no not, leader, they have no yeah, purpose, and they will not fight. So they'll do manual labor and stuff for the empire, but they will not shoot anyone or do violence. Uh, which They're is essentially 
camo colored crash test dummies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this and like they have to sh- explain this with like terrible exposition where we have a marine who pr- randomly is just like check this out this thing won't fight back because you know why remember when the king died he turned up like they, it's it's done yeah. so like inefficiently explaining to another member of the troop that would probably who presumably know knows that. this already yeah. they know what a Jimmy he, is he says remember <laughs> it's that thing we know from like that war we were all in yeah. it's truly like the clickiest thing ever he murder he tries to murder this thing that is doing the chores they are there to do and then he yeah. Has heavy boxes yeah and then literally right after that they see this hot towny girl and they're like hey let's like you know take her into this <laughs> barn and this is where we get the scene of cora where she shows up with her hammer right is it a hammer axe. it's an axe axe and then you think and they're like oh i wonder what this girl's about to do and of course um there's a big you know scene where she she kills them all and it's great yeah right? it's there's a lot of well, slow-mo it's, it's- <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to complain about this scene a little bit because she has the conversation with the guardian figure who's like, you know, you can't like leave us. Like, what are you going to do now? And she's like, I've seen what they do. We have to get out of here. Uh, mm-hmm. And she sets up this great thing where it's like, what do they want? Everything. And then later, the Michael Hussman's like, what do you plan to take? And uh, the Ed Screen's like, everything, right? Um, <laughs> everything. Yep. And yeah. Cora's like, okay, I, I see this R is about to happen. Let me grab my axe. And she goes to do it and she walks up to them and then she puts her axe down and goes, Hey, stop. <laughs> and they all turn around and go, What? Try to give them a chance, you know? And she goes, yeah. Hey, stop. And they go, No. And they all hold their guns up. <laughs> they all have they guns. They basically get her. Like one of them hits her and then like she gets in like a very bad fight. What was the plan? I, well, I think the plan was implication bad. is that she can still fight them even when they all have guns because she's just so badass. Which is kind of the same thing that happens in this Moss Eisley cantina scene that we're going to get to in a minute. To later, yeah. But I mean, there's some slow-mo, but the dude just walks up to her holding the gun on her, not shooting it in slow motion. It's like, this this <laughs> yeah. should not have unfolded the way it's presented no to us. There's a way to execute it where it makes yeah. logical sense. I think sense. these troops sucks. are just dumb and they underestimated her because she's a woman or whatever. And yeah, no, and I, they all get I also... Exactly. But I also want to point out, like, this is where I don't like Snyder's stuff because sometimes it's just, it's just too much. Like, he has this show, like, you really got to hate these guys. And he makes them, like, so fucking cookie cutter evil, but then pushes it, like, almost too far. It's like to where it's kind of gross now. And it's like, Zach, like, just a little bit. And this isn't the first one we're going to deal with. It's like, Zach. No. Well, she was about to leave that village. And then she heard that other woman screaming, basically, and then decided to save her from. No, that's fine. Assaulted, but, so. but yeah, yeah, that encounter and how grimy all the Marines are about it. It's like, yeah. it's just like, I get it. They're bad guys, but like, I'm kind of grossed out, dude. And then she yeah. comes back and says, you need to fight. And what changed for her? I mean, she knows that these know. people do this bad stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. She was literally just ready to leave the village and let them suffer at the fa- the hands of the Empire. Right. So that was, that was her refusing the call to action. It's the hero's journey. Yeah. You know, obviously, yeah, it's beat for right. beat, Mike. Yeah, it for is, what yeah. is a one-third film? It somehow goes through the entire Campbellian story circle, so you can't and even again, imagine how they're uh, going to keep doing it. It's either that or one movie yeah. of crossing the threshold, depending on how you read it. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Why well, don't even consider this a whole movie? Because it really we haven't even begun like, the journey. Like we talked about no. part ones and part two. Sometimes the part one isn't a full movie, and I think that definitely qualifies for this movie, which is essentially the oh, first yeah. act of a story. Um, but yeah, it is, it's the hero's journey meets the seven samurai archetype of, mm-hmm. you know, rounding up a bunch of heroes or warriors, um, 
even though the seven samurai archetype is generally it's they're not actual heroes like they're pretending to be heroes but they're really like circus performers or whatever um, well, in the real seven samurai they're just a, ver- a variety of samurai with different skills some of them are like yeah. more reluctant or like uh, you know whatever but you know this in, whole in, in a bug's life, life. Yeah, well, bugs I was about life. to say between a bug's life and Magnificent Seven, should we just say what is our favorite Seven Samurai <laughs> actual animation that isn't yeah. this film? <laughs> yeah, this film for me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think a bug's um, life. No, Bug's Life is a great example, but they're like fake heroes because they're pretending to be heroes, but really they're just um, bug circus or whatever. They give right, them right. the confidence themselves. They're not a. Yeah badass group of outlaws that's literally just an irish guy going what well, did you hear about this one guy on this one planet we could go ask him what he's up to and you're like okay yeah. well, but you see like, when literally you get to the twist it all makes sense why he's rounding up all these sure. people. yeah but yeah. here's the thing <laughs> literally the the leaving moment here is her going like do you remember how to meet those blood axes and he's like not really and they go like well, do you kind of remember how to beat someone else? And he goes, yeah, yeah I kind of remember how to beat someone else. He's like, like that's a video good game, <laughs> yep. Like a video game, they give her two tasks. They say, we need to meet the rebels and find this mysterious General mm. Titus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can do well, them we'll in any order. That. We would, we would uh, <laughs> recommend this one first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> video game ass movie. Yeah. Um, right. So they go so, to find these rebels. And this is where we get. So basically, they're going to meet with the guy that gunner sold the wheat to who has a connection to the rebels mm-hmm. um so they go to this fucking well, we're out cantina. of cantina why because yeah. my it's, contact right there is being arrested yeah. <laughs> they're the showing those devices that they get put in which we'll see later oh mm-hmm. yeah i guess they're so. de- demonstrating how they work oh, where you can put the drill into the thing. back of the thing yeah uh, real quick because this is the jimmy as well and again i don't like that term and then the the chair torture device as well all robots are boxes that transform into robots <laughs> that's, that's an roblox. interesting concept interesting. There, that is some roblox yeah, yeah. there's some minecraft has shit there's some yeah. interesting stuff here like that weird spider thing like there's some cool design ideas yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah like we see this this thing that essentially puts you in this device so that you can't escape and then their method of execution is they have these like hand drills that they can put into this slot in the back that will like shoot a thing into your spine that like immediately yeah. kills you or whatever. It's basically the no country for old men cow killing thing. <laughs> yeah. Bigger and more badass. They have this whole device just to, to kill people humanely, I guess. I don't know why, but no, you got too many. So yeah. far, not too many aliens considering we were on an alien planet, but I will shout out. I did watch this with subtitles on. And in the moment before they leave the planet, uh, when the chieftains are like, well, if you're taking Michael Hussman with you, we'll need two Garlacks. Fetch a Garlack for her, too, as well. (laughs) In moments before that on screen, it said like Garlack Winnie's or something. So I knew that the Garlacks were the horses that they ride or whatever. I was Mm -hmm. like, that's great. Good for you guys. (laughs) Yep. Fantastic. Um, So they go to this this cantina, right? And this is planet of Space Asia, right? Because yeah. basically what this planet is design wise, architecture wise. Neon, yeah. neon world, yeah. No, world. that's later. This, this cantina. Oh, that's right. You're right. It's like very old seen, school feudal uh, Japan architecture. If you've seen Firefly, it feels very reminiscent of that, where it's like Asian slash Western influence, where it's like a melding oh, of like East West kind of thing. And you call um, it Gelt? Gelt is Viking. Gelt is the moon. Gelt yeah. is a Viking farm, yes. know, medieval mm-hmm. farm, basically. 
Yeah. But yeah, this whole Western with Asian influences, space Western, it's been done a lot, obviously. Yeah. Like Firefly, Cowboy Bebop, Ahsoka season one. Um, Yeah. They do Yojimbo, literally, you know, sort of like this similar look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But they go to this cantina, of course. Um, And of course, we get a scene that may be reminiscent of another movie that you might have heard mm-hmm. of called Star Wars. What about um, <laughs> What about this is like, like that scene? Yeah, oh my <laughs> God. This <laughs> is like, it's exactly like that scene, except if the, so the alien comes up, starts bothering him and says, hey, this guy, he's pretty like good looking or whatever. How much, how much is he? And mm-hmm. then they're like, well, he's not for sale to the Michael Huisman character. Yes, Gunner. Um, Essentially, he insinuates that he's going to take him upstairs and, you know, have his way with this this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Not a great looking alien here. This is character actor Dominic Burgess, who I like a lot. So I was very sure. surprised to see him here being like, you're a boy. <laughs> I want to taste <laughs> yeah. your boy. He's <laughs> so <laughs> gross about it. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. like, again, you're just like, <laughs> you used to imagine Zach on sets like, you can't be too over the top. Like, he's no. probably saying that to everybody, right? Again, you're this like, yeah. is the Zach, second attempted okay, rape I, scene in mm-hmm. the first half hour of this movie yeah <laughs> yeah so um, it's like he like grabs his dick like full-on close-up shot yeah. like like yeah. Yeah. Zach, let's chill um, yeah yeah so of course here so cora is essentially the obi-wan he is the luke gunnar is the yeah mm-hmm. and we're about to okay. meet our han solo uh Correct. we've already seen him he's uh charlie hunnam with like a little man bun um and we mm-hmm, love him yeah. folks we, we we absolutely love him uh <laughs> his his planet was near the son of anarchy i think <laughs> where he's from that's right and he's space irish i believe um as he is space irish. irish for sure yeah I did, I, I did. <laughs> so obviously you know cora gets in a fight with this guy um and basically well basically lets him go and he runs away but then he comes back later with a bunch of other people because we need guns. to draw this out we can't just have the yeah. whole bar fight now you know i've got no. one question for you cora have you seen peaky blinders <laughs> <laughs> well we meet uh we do uh. meet one cool alien design in this scene of like the guy that is like um communicating through this alien oh, that alien is cool is. communicating through the guy that's like sucking his yes. life force out or something so this bar everybody's like high on what you assume is like again let's just put space, space in front of yeah. opium yeah <laughs> so space, so space opium. Opium. That. but yeah. one of the things or maybe the thing they're doing drugs out of or that like <laughs> creates the drug they're doing is like yeah. this leech that's like you're probably here for the blood axe <laughs> and you're like oh shit like <laughs> Plugged into this yeah. dude who's cracked yeah, out, awesome. talking through the guy. It was funny. Yeah, he's talking yeah. through this this human as an this alien. My, maybe my favorite part of the movie. So thank you for yeah. remembering that. That was good. There's a couple of creature designs that were cool in this movie. That's mm-hmm. like there's the a one. kind of like a fish rabbit guy that we'll see later <laughs> who begs for his life. That I was like, this oh is sure, cool. yeah. Yeah, but none of them. He was a very crew. prequel looking, uh, pretty much yes. humanoids. But yes. well, I yeah, would say Men in Black, Jacob. They, a mm. lot of these characters look like Men in Black aliens. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a good call. Um, but yeah, this fight guy scene. comes back with a bunch of guns. There's a big fight scene where Cora again is going to take on a bunch of people by herself uh, who yeah. all have guns, and um, she pretty much beats them all except she's about to get shot by this dude. And then who do we have? We have. Space Charlie Hunnam um, helps her out, saves the Super day. Super slow motion, though, because she's like, is he going to shoot me? Is he a good guy? Yeah. Of course he's going to save her. You know, but, and it, so, yeah. He basically says, I know why you're here. I've got a ship. I have a ship. Let's get on my ship. Beat the, 
the castle run in 10 parts. Every person you would want to meet. I I did the castle run, as Jacob <laughs> explained. So we're probably, yeah. so what do we have here? There's three of us. I'm probably thinking of, let's see, how many samurai were there? There one, two. You know what? I'm thinking, what if we got seven more of us? Does that sound <laughs> good? Or seven total? Get it up to yeah. seven. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. You're right. That's all um, And essentially from here, we should say most of this movie as we're about to see, is literally them going from one character to the next, meeting it's, them, saying, what's your thing? Have a little well, scene to show what I their do, scene is. Yeah. Can I yeah. do it for you real quick? It's literally Michael Hussman and Sophia Batala talk a little bit and get a little bit closer. And Charlie Hunnam walks in and he goes, but have you ever heard of General Titus? Or have you ever heard of this? He'll just say the name of the person. They'll go, no. And he goes, we're headed there now. Go <laughs> mm-hmm. there. Yeah. See them do the thing and they go, are you in? I mean, it's literally that Rick and Morty. Are you in? Hell yeah, I'm in me. I'm it's in. Like, son of a bitch, I'm you, in. You son of a bitch, I'm in. Where it's literally like, you had me at just appearing before me and asking me a question. Right. And there's <laughs> never – yeah. Yeah, there's never any – it's literally establishing shot. We're already near that character. We don't have yes. to like look around for them. There's never like any exploration. It's just we're no. here. We're talking what? to them. They do their thing. We're going to one point from another – and first they show up for this um, guy who's like a slave um, who Charlie Hunnam is like, I know this guy. Look, I heard what you guys were talking about, your cause and things. You need like rebels and fighters and stuff. I know this fucking guy. He's a slave. We can go like buy his freedom and he'll join your cause. Because mm-hmm. that's the first place we go, right? Is yep. this guy. With Buck Tarek. Yeah, we get a space hippogriff. Uh-huh. They land uh, at an alien pawn shop and they're like, this yes. is the guy. And they're like, no, he's the guy we're <laughs> buying him from. And they yes. turn and it's basically the most beautiful Greek man you've ever seen in your life. I have no idea mm-hmm. who this actor is. Or this guy was in Game of Thrones, too. Oh, uh, who, wow. who, who is incredible? <laughs> he played wow. uh, he played one of the uh, Dothraki who kind of worked for uh, oh yeah i do remember that in the later seasons i think so okay. he was kind of when she was over we in west great grass sea yeah you, know, you owe yeah. us <laughs> okay yeah so sure. he was there um but he essentially we hear from his backstory that he was like a warrior prince or something that like was sold into slavery do we hear that now because <laughs> I, I, I believe he truly is just a blacksmith <laughs> going like oh you don't my story some say it's too sad to hear. And then basically the guy who owns the pawn shop goes, it's not even enough that you would try to buy him. Basically, he'll, I'll only let him leave if he does some really cool shit to an animal. And the guy's like, yeah. you got me. And then, But I yeah. want to point this out because up until the ending scene where they're all strung up and the bad guy goes, ah, Prince Nafofu. And of course, you're here too. I had yeah. no fucking clue yeah. who he was, that he was a prince, what his deal was. I don't think we did know. Right. But I wanted and also pointing out, because I'm not sure when, but I guess we do learn that eventually. Uh, whenever people join the crew, that's it. They just stand in the background yes. for the rest of the movie. Like, we'll, yeah. Mike, you will <laughs> Normally, never see them again. They will no. contribute nothing to anything. <laughs> Normally, else. you would have some They won't have a conversation. Bonding on the ship, getting to know each other, kind of learning their of individual times, personalities. What a good screenwriter will do is, <laughs> yeah. is the next person they go to, they will utilize the skills of the first person they recruited to be like, you're the only one who can help us get to this person. We've all seen Ocean's Eleven. I mean, a mm-hmm. film where they just go down the line to go like, well, we need a person who does 
this, and yeah. then it is practically introduced that they do that thing, and then you see and them. It's literally a montage instead thing. of the whole movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's um, probably going to be in the giant director's cut. I bet it's all there. But yeah, there's no time spent on the ship like in Star Wars. Like you're in the no, Millennium Falcon, no, getting used to it, like learning its personality. No, yeah. This thing is just a generic. There's planner. no connective tissue in this movie. It's all just these scenes put together. And that's why, like I said, it feels like a video game because it reminds me so much of Mass Effect where you're going, Mm. that's a game where it's very heavily companion-based where you're doing missions with one companion. You do their story mission. You go to this planet. You do whatever quest they need to do. Then you come back. You go out with another companion. You go to their home world. Do whatever quest they need to do. That's what this movie feels like. To complement those games real quick, Jacob, when I play a Mass Effect or a game like that where you do missions sometimes and by the end of it – or like Persona too or something Mm -hmm. like that where you're like – by the end of it, you're like, oh, I didn't realize this was a character that would be joining my team. That's so interesting. We've yeah. seen each other earlier. We've seen each other later. Maybe we've seen each other barely at all, and they're being forced on. Like, there's interesting depth to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas this has none of that. There is no complexity. There is no, like, no. it is literally just like, it's like that old animation in Scooby Doo where there'd be like, well, one of these books might open a secret passage. And the one book is like animated, like, incredibly beautifully because it <laughs> right. has to move right. in the cell frame. Like, they walk into these places and they say to that guy, like, are you who we're here for? And then they turn, and like I said, you see generic, beautiful human. Like, because to right. Zack Snyder, it's like, well, no. The person who's going to join their team is going to be a guy who's in 300. Like he's going to be like yeah. a Greek. Well, they're god. all archetypes of yes. like these badass characters, but it's like the, you know, the gladiator, the samurai lady, the, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. But the Irish guy. Yeah. The Irish but let me remind you, so put originally they wanted to find General Titus, who's this general that Cora kind of yes. knows vaguely about. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to find the Blood Axe clan, which is this rebel clan that the uh, empire is looking for so that's what their two objectives were to begin with then they meet kai who says i know this guy uh Tarek, who they go and get and then after this space hippogriff scene they're like cora basically turns to kai and is like hey that w- that guy's pretty cool do you know anyone else that we who could else? pick up like this yeah. who else yeah. that was He's a great like, idea i know a few people <laughs> yeah oh well now that yeah. i've got you and i just want to point out one last time when he jumps to this hippogriff thing which is directly from harry potter we're ripping it it's, <laughs> it's also it's star not even wars a episode one literally that like, you have to battle you have to win a bet it's dangerous yes yeah. so first we have this but, guy who's like listen i'll let him go if he can tame this beast but if he doesn't why would you then do you're that? all my slaves <laughs> just like but episode he, one insane. and he's gross yes. like Watto. he does a Watto moment yes exactly he's very right. Watto. The, the jump what i want to point out is it is the michael fassbender from 300 shot it is the then we will fight in the shade leap with the spear like he does yes. the leap through the air slow motion profile <laughs> shot that is yes. the exact shot he did several years ago. It's Love insane it. recycling work, Zach. To pull from your own work is incredible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, and then we get an Avatar 1 scene of him trying to tame this thing flying around. Yes. Just like Jake Sully on his bird thing. And again, literally the hippogriff thing. Yes. It's Harry Potter. Harry Potter is that you had to bow to them and show them respect to get them to respect you. Mm-hmm, and that's literally what he does in this. The reason, because it's like ferocious and stuff, but if you just show it respect, it'll calm down and it'll like you. And then mm-hmm. he, he rides it. There's a scene of him riding around, blah, blah, blah. He comes back. He's like, all right, she's all yours. And then they peace out. And as they're leaving, this guy, you know, thinking that this beast is tamed or whatever, tries to ride it and then basically gets killed by it. So. Because but it's then badass. 
But does it come up guy. onto their ship? Because doesn't he ride it later? Nope. No, that's the last oh, okay. we see. They just leave it there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's our concluded with, with killing the slave master. That was it. But for it the yeah. seems like he's empathetic and can maybe tame any animal. This guy. He's maybe like the beast master, I guess. I think power. that's his thing. He is the dar of their crew, Mike. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's right. his Kodo power. And Kodo. He's a beast tamer. Then they go and meet Nemesis. Um, oh man, is even less right, fleshed out. So this is Cyberpunk's <laughs> planet now. Yeah, yes. how dare you? This character, we at least like. She has like a thing that she's. I have no idea yeah. why she joins their crew or what she will gain further. But she no. has. It's very active what she is doing when well, she's yeah. introduced. She's right, a samurai. She's she's hired to fight this. Uh, spider lady hashtag doctor who uh hashtag dark souls <laughs> and she does the wiggling yeah, in place like i am yeah. a spider oh, wow and it's it's yeah. also quaylog from dark soul um, it's jenna right. malone who is an actress yeah. i just saw her in all the hunger games what yes. a fall in my mind that Can she I, would be doing this and i like the actress for samurai lady Bayd- who plays nemesis Beiduna. she's like done Beiduna. you know a lot yeah. of stuff uh, so did, here's like, nemesis sense eight and she's, this and that whatever oh i did not realize that that is dope um yep. she's part she's of like a, a mother who, warrior yeah lost her children took up this vow chopped her arms off put these robot arms on again uh and wields these are Wait, the she lights chopped her arms off i don't yeah, know she, she has robot yeah. hands they can those blades even... are so hot and the whole <laughs> thing's burned that only robot hands can grab them oh which yeah. is this is another Not one of the cool things yeah no, but well, I like the idea that it's a they're metal swords and they just heat up so much that they're red hot and they can kind of melt through things. Like that's a cool idea. It's visually interesting. Right. He wanted lightsabers, but I think that's And I not do bad. like again, one of my favorite scenes in this movie is this scene. I like the Spider Woman design. Again, like you said, Jenna Malone, who's just in this one scene. Um, but there's kind it's of a pathos there where it's out. like what oh yeah. Um where after she she's hired to kill this um, spider lady who's threatening this child because the basically the miners on this planet came and overtook this area and said we're mining here but the spider woman was like you killed all my children and stuff I'm the really mad about that now I can't have eggs, children my babies yeah. <laughs> it's, so. it's industrialism <clears throat> versus nature um, yeah but, oh man um, but and I like the scene because. It. Yeah, I like the scene because after she kills this spider lady, she's like, there was no honor in that. Like, basically, she feels bad because as a mother who also lost her child, you know, she feels bad for this this spider lady. Yeah, and I also want to highlight, she was saying to the spider lady, like, look, you're just doing this out of revenge. Like, revenge is not good for anybody, right? Start by digging two graves thing. Like, revenge yeah. shouldn't be a motivator. That's why she's like, I don't like that I did this. Like, I don't, you know. So she's no. very anti-revenge being a motivator. I'm going to say that now yeah. it's important yeah later. but mike so I, i'll point this out her name is nemesis her name is nemesis yeah, yeah. <laughs> which which um, this gives me star trek nemesis vibes too with all the wires <laughs> and the way the spider lady looked and can i yes i watched this with subtitles did you guys too yes of course what is yeah. the spider called oh i don't know <laughs> the spider is named harmada 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 it's Har-mada. like harming Har-mada. it's harming people do you get it harmada yes but the, she's anyway. the nemesis. Yes. Yeah, but I will say this is like one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. This is one of the better, well executed action scenes. Yeah. For yeah. Because sure. there's actually I, something I, can there. I, can to I it. say this, Jacob? Yeah. I think this is a better plot for a movie. 
I think yeah. I, yeah. whatever this woman's doing, and if it was just a whole movie or her tracking down like a cool spider monster that stole a kid, and the yeah, twist she is wasn't that the only... my eggs can't hatch, and it's that whole kid drama, like you said, and that whole yeah, thing about like totally. there's no honor at the end. Sounds if good it, to me. If, it, it's if great. that story wasn't only contained in this one scene and then never brought up again, and that character doesn't do anything for the rest and, of the movie, it's like truly. Yeah. Can I say that it ends with them seeing her do this and being like, whoa, I heard that like people like her are like pretty cool. And they're like, yeah, they are. We should like go talk to her. They're like, okay. And then, mm-hmm. like we've said, like you kind of never see her again, but she is part of their She's crew. Just in like, the background. Yeah. Insane. What, but what does the she thing. benefit for them to be like, hey, what's in so it for her? Do you know about the motherland or whatever it's called and she's because like oh, she's just generically into you know fighting for rebels so she's like oh it sounds like a good cause i guess yeah. i guess i'll join up yeah yeah there's never that conversation even like with says, the not first fleshed guy. out yeah no he he literally says i don't know why you're here but if you want me to do something for the mother world i fucking hate them and you know just so you know i'm, a, yeah. I'm on the rebel side already yeah they all hate the mother the mother world just to make um, that clear but yeah so Goodbye, that plot line, and welcome to the crew. We'll see you in the third act for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And again, this movie just feels like the first half of a movie that then has a very anticlimactic uh, climax at the end. And there's a twist, which we'll get to. Um, it's the first third, but yeah, maybe this is yeah. a good place to take a little break and come back as we get the rest of the crew um, right after this yeah. on Normies Like Us. We're back here on Normies Like Us, where we're talking Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon, Child of mm-hmm. Fire, Part One. That's we right. are still cut. assembling the crew. Like it should be a That's montage, right. but it's I mean, it's not. just the whole it's movie. The whole movie. It's the it's plot the of the film. Movie. This whole movie <laughs> is a session zero of D and D. What's your character's backstory? So, who, who, yeah. What's your character? Oh, so she's the sword lady. She but, like, fights. Like, like, but Mike, <laughs> I was thinking about this because there really is no shame about it. But Mike, if someone came to your session and was like, my character's name is Blood Axe, wouldn't you be like, let's <laughs> let's work a little harder on that? Like let's let's develop this character yeah. a little more. Like you, so, you wouldn't Blood shame Axe. them, but you'd be like, <laughs> like She's like really edgy and like, you know, her name's Nemesis, right? She's like like really cool. It's like okay, man, I guess I guess so. Yeah. She has robot hands. She could use um, the force. When you're introduced to her, she's cutting off the head of a badass spider woman. She's explaining <laughs> that she lost her children as well and that because the spider woman's eggs can't spawn, that actually it's okay that she didn't take this kid. And Nemesis says that there is no honor in that. Oh hi, mm-hmm. nice to meet you guys. I roll a check for charisma. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Well, remember, she what, says, what was all that? Yeah. <laughs> but Norm where do we go next? We're exaggerating. But this movie really, it's like the whole movie is getting the gang together. And then, Colin, you sent the trailer for the second part two mm-hmm. in our chat today. And I watched it and I thought, well, this is where the movie actually starts, it seems like. Mm, yeah. Defending the town or I, whatever. Can I say I was <laughs> shocked that like the blonde town woman seems to be like a, a much beefier part in the second oh, one. Sure, there seems yeah. to be a lot of stuff in the second where I'm like, well, I don't want any She's of this. The Zendaya where you're like, oh, get ready for Dune Part 2. It's got a lot more Zendaya in it. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, we're up. on to the next uh, recruitment. This space room? Yeah, this yeah, is them the saying we know gladiators. where General Titus is. Yeah, and so General Titus, Jimon Hansu, 
who mm-hmm. one of the top build uh you know actors in this movie and i kept thinking when is this fucking guy gonna show up where's jiman yeah. hansu he shows up barely in this movie right they keep talking about this former general who turned his own forces on the king or whatever and then went and fucked off and became a gladiator and he doesn't um, even get to do his thing they find him no, covered in mud him. and they wash him and <laughs> yeah. he joins and they're like, do you hate the Empire? Yeah, we do too. All right. But here's Great. the distinction. So in the previous scene, Beta Na's character, Nemesis, is saying, revenge is not a good motivator. We shouldn't do it. And then Korra is literally saying to this general, if you won't do it for your old troops, what about for revenge? And that's when he's like, yes, <laughs> okay. that works yeah. for me. It's like, Watch guys. me. <laughs> I thought right. he said he's revenge dirty, is not a good thinking. motivator. He's playing his character from Stargate. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah. Um, he's getting the so um, that's for the smell guy. water bucket scene from Pirates. Yeah. He's well, he's getting, playing uh, Mr. Schmidt. He's that character. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Or whatever that guy's name is. He's all exactly. muddy. He's getting cleaned. And then he doesn't do anything cool, really. He just kind of joins up. We don't go in the Coliseum. We no. don't see no. an epic fight. Like, literally, no. they're like... Where is the great war? And they're like, you mean the piece of shit is taking a fucking shit in the corner? This drunk and they're like, guy like, over here, like homeless guy. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm so yeah. sick. Help me. Like it's so the next sad. Thing. Yeah. Um. So that's quick. Oh, no more space room. Yeah. I forgot to mention. So we mentioned that Cora, yeah. our our protagonist, her mysterious backstory is explained in that she was. Actually, her name is Arthalaeus, and she you was. Didn't know that. I did know, know that. that. <laughs> of course, Arthalaeus, who was um, basically this guy who's like a general. Um, no, no, can I say it? She's Balsalarius. Gamora. Yeah, essentially, yeah, she's Gamora. This this mm. um, Balsalarius, who's like her adoptive father. Belisarius. Very. That's what I said. Uh, <laughs> um, was it Belisarius? Belisarius. <laughs> Um, yeah, Belisarius, who has yeah. made himself the new emperor. He's this very bloodthirsty yes. commander when we first meet him, right? And he's he's he loves to lead his troops and slaughter people and do all this stuff. He kills Korra's whole family, and then but is moved by her heroism and bravery, so he adopts her as her as his own daughter. Because she raises yeah. her to be a, a warrior in the fascist army. Or the home. He was the last of her kind, right? I mean, he destroyed everyone else. It's literally the Gamora Thanos. Thing, yes, right? seems right. like it. But yes. more badass because he, she has a gun, and then he like has her go ahead and do it, do it, and she pulls the trigger, and the gun misfires, and he's like, "I respect you now." But it's really badass. Yeah, see, I don't understand that. That's like, a it's great unloaded. Scene. He somehow he unloaded her. What gun. does that teach you? But I do. I also <laughs> want to give Jacob praise because yeah. I do want to point out. You said that thing about him being on the battlefield. That is, of course, because she does say this quote of like, <laughs> "He doesn't just fight." In the room with the politicians at the Senate. Yeah. No, he fights to lead his troops on the kill field. people. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, that's oh kind of bad. Yeah. Yeah. You it's see, so cool. The yeah. King in flashbacks is played by Carrie Elways for some reason. Shocking. Mm. This is yeah. where I was truly shocked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's barely in it. Like, he died before this movie started, right? But um, we I see guess. kind of a. And it's kind of like a Hunger Games thing, I guess, where the homeworld is like all these rich fucks and then everyone else is really well, poor. He, Jacob, I'll remind you. Here's what Jimmy told us at the start of the film. He said <laughs> that there was a thousand years of violence where the homeworld conquered their own planet and then they moved their conquering forces into space, conquering right. every inch around them. 
until one day princess blah 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 was born and <laughs> she right. had the power of life she and could bring taking it as a sign yeah. she, her little tears she would go <laughs> and you know she would heal things or heal people i forgot mm-hmm. that the, the king the carrie always says this is a sign this is a prophecy <laughs> life means renewal we will stop killing and Regent yeah. Belisarius goes, mm, but I love killing. So he <laughs> kills the king and says, I'm That's in right. charge. Everyone goes like, well, by the laws of our world, which appears to have a Senate and yet still a king. If you do kill the king, you do become the regent or whatever his title is. So, yeah. And That's oh, yeah. Right. To, and to remember to open this film in the opening crawl, they do say a senator turned evil and took over. It's like, this is Star yeah, Wars. Stop it. Was, can I, can I say, Mike, the yeah. beauty of the crawl and why it stays with you is you're looking at the words and you're being filled with these heady ideas that you don't understand. But you're looking at the words and going like, OK, I'm seeing that Rebel Alliance, Force, Jedi Order are things I am going to have to zone in on. Yeah. Let Home me store world, those away subtly. Space Vikings. Jacob, I would argue the difference <laughs> yeah. is mm-hmm. hearing Jimmy Hopkins go like, the thing about Mother World is, while a giant penis shoots through a space vagina at me, is that I get Incredible. a little wrapped up with looking yeah. at the space penis and not sure. listening to the words being said. Yeah, I know you can't beat for beat steal the, the, the crawl, but you have to do something to the equivalent to get your audience to understand your world, not just show, show dumb shit. And yeah. to me, again, it's like um, when I tried to watch the cutscenes uh, of the video game Destiny, where you had Peter Dinklage saying, and that wizard lived on the moon. And you're like, yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. That wizard lived on the moon. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Really wow. very efficient. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what's next? The the. But I forgot about that princess character entirely. So I guess she'll be important. It's important. In the second part. But yeah. can I can I give you guys my theory? Because yeah. in this film, we learned that this is Cora's tragic backstory. That she was raised to do this. They were also told because again, sex is a very powerful thing in Zack Snyder's universe. It's not just that the Norse people are like, we need to fuck mm-hmm. to make the harvest happen. Yeah. Regent Belisarius says in military school find a lover so that you have something to fight for beyond yourself that is how the mother world conquers more things well yeah they're like a trad fascist society so they're trying yes. to promote traditional families or whatever oh geez <laughs> have as many right. kids as you can it's, yeah it's all about yeah you're right um, in the military and, they, and follow our shit <laughs> yep he loses her lover. That is sort of what sparks her to leave. But she keeps right. saying she has this other tragic backstory too. Oh, yeah. And there is this evidence that um, the region Belisarius says, bring her back to me. The scar give her. I want her brought back alive. She has this title. She's the most yeah. wanted person in the right. galaxy. We will find out. My right. belief and thought is she, the guilt she's carrying is she was the one asked to execute the kid she was the bodyguard of. He oh, killed damn. this princess of prophecy. That's what we'll learn in the next movie. Well, I think I feel buy. like the princess is maybe still alive and is going to become hidden. Part two. Yeah, maybe, maybe she. That's her big secret. Irulan but Zack Snyder would do the her. a Florence Pugh role though. in Dune. Princess Irulan is going to become important in Dune part. Yeah, two. yeah. So, <laughs> um, who knows? But we'll find out when we watch. All together, we watch part two. It. The it's Scar not going to happen. Um, 
not going to happen. So we meet General Titus. We move on. Now we finally meet up with these fucking rebels, Clan Blood Axe, where we have Darian and Devra Blood Axe. Jeez, uh, the Durasses. Yeah. <laughs> and this is Ray Fisher, cyborg from uh, the Snyder Cut, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. wild. You know, Justice League. Ray Fisher famously hates everyone at DC. Joss Whedon, all those people, except mm-hmm. Zack Snyder, who he loves. He, he was very yes. much on the pro-Snyder side when that all fell out. But any Z, other actor yeah. was like very on social media, very loud about it, saying DC fucked us over. They fucked Zack Snyder over. They were, you know, Joss Whedon's like racist and all this stuff about mm-hmm. on set, which, which, you know, I believe it. Um, so he was kind of, I don't know if he's been blacklisted by Warner Brothers, but I would assume just because it was outspokenness on on social media that he's not getting jobs that he maybe could have. But, you know, Zack Snyder's like, hey, come be in my right. space epic Rebel Moon. And Cyborg, like his plot line was what was largely restored in the Snyder Cut. And he became like yes. the main character almost. Like he true, got the most shit true. cut in the Whedon Cut. So I think yeah. it's founded. Yeah. But this is a scene um, we've seen before. Join us. No, it's too dangerous. He can't win. Ah, you know, I think I want to join you anyway. Who will stand with me? No one. One person steps forward. A couple more people step forward. Great. That's right. And this is where we meet uh, the they, them pronouns uh, person. Who is their his, his second in command, basically. Yeah. yeah. Who seems they're the like first one to step up, gonna right? going to become a more important. Yeah. And they're going to become a more important character because as we find out, you know, Darian Bloodaxe dies in this final climax of this movie. So I feel like everyone was very sad take his place. Yeah. Cause we were really connected um, to that character. Yeah. Instead oh, raises I Fisher's so much the, about him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to talk about that scene, but Ray Fisher's sister survives instead. This is Cleopatra Coleman. Who's an yeah. actress. I just know from that uh, last man on earth. And I, I liked her a lot right. on that, but don't really know her from a lot else. And she's basically like, why are we joining this rant? Why are we going to fight for this random village? We've got more important things to do as, as a rebellion. And then he's like, no, we need to do this. And they kind of one village sets the domino that will free the galaxy. There's a lot of like that talk to the spark that'll light the flame of the rebellion. Star Wars. It's like this show called Andor that you might've heard of. Yeah. But again, having not seen that since I primarily see it as stealing so much from a new hope, where they do successfully set up so much that it's like, we're not overthrowing the government. There's just a world ending threat. Like we realize there's this thing that's going to like blow up planets that we need to get rid of. And you're like, oh, okay. And it gives you an attainable goal. This, yeah. they truly keep like saying like, yeah. well, uh, mm-hmm. there is, in no that they keep star, saying, right? but they just, there isn't that they literally just keep saying, we're going to assemble seven people to go home to our planet where with sticks and stones, they will teach us how to fight spaceships. And you're like, what? Like, you just keep going like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Like, literally Um, seven. They get a couple soldiers here, but you're just like, so there could be 48 of you against 10,000? Yeah. You keep saying it's a whole... Yeah, yeah, but you keep saying it's the conquering force of the galaxy. Like, again, you need to say something as far as like... But this is, you know, these are the ones who have come through and we're going to meet up with a larger rebel alliance like that is the genius of Star Wars. This the, the well, larger it's... rebel alliance of this is like we're clan blood axe. We have a car. You're yeah, like, oh, okay. we have a couple hey, well, of troops. Um, it's mm-hmm. very it's you know, it's not a very well thought out world. So I don't really understand the stakes. Uh, no. It just seems to be that they want to protect this one village. Uh, which is going to spark some kind of larger rebellion against the home world. 
look, there's some slow-mo shots that I really want to get of this village battle. We yeah. just need to get there as fast as or slowly as possible. <laughs> but we finally have so we have all the troops assembled, right? They're all on uh Kai's ship, Kai Solo. Um <laughs> nice. And they finally so what happens then? I'm trying to remember. Why exactly. did he not have a cool alien sidekick like <laughs> Chewbacca Jacob? You know why, what he really why, should have. Why yeah. not give him something like that to like make any of this crew interesting? Instead to literally just make them we're all humanoids. There's basically we're all basically as generic as you can possibly imagine. Now yeah. handsome prince hasn't spoken for fifty minutes. Do you want to come up and remind everyone what your name is? Like you almost want them like, to nope. do that to each other. Yeah. If you're gonna steal, like give us a dinner scene from Alien. Like get it, get the right. crew hanging. Like, they're never interacting. Other. We should have some kind. Give us the bonding. dishwashing scene from the fucking Hobbit movie, Mike. Give me like fucking <laughs> oh, that. Let them sit yeah. down and talk to each other. But this is what I mean mm-hmm. because they they're all getting the gang together, and then immediately the climax is like this. This is feels like the climax of the second movie, but they need some kind of climactic thing in this movie. So they're like, okay, Admiral Noble will find them all. Well, the, the big twist, which I'll reveal now, yeah. um, is you essentially it's a twist. <laughs> stop. It's a twist. <laughs> um, Kai, the Han Solo, who's been rounding up all these people this whole time, he turns on them. He was secretly working for the Empire, and he has been rounding up all these enemies of the Empire for them. Uh, and they basically all get put in those devices. Here's that we saw what earlier. you didn't know. You're <laughs> America's five most wanted people. And I went down the list and went one, two, three, four, five. I've got you all now. Mm-hmm. And you're oh, like, oh yeah. yeah, I guess like I yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. His plan makes sense because he's like, Oh, once I heard your plan to gather up a bunch of heroes, I was like, This is the perfect opportunity to sell you all to the Empire. Um, yeah. he's basically is what you find out is the Han Solo is actually the Lando. But even mm-hmm. Lando redeems himself. This guy is just like a piece of shit who uh, is like not money, so money, money, money. <laughs> Right. And literally the scene before this, he has like a, a personal scene with Cora where he's like, you know, you and your friends, they really taught me to be good because you're fighting for your ideals. And now I think I'm going to be good. I'm just, I'm just like, man, this guy, he's definitely not going to double cross. Have you seen him. Oppenheimer? <laughs> oh, yeah. Irishman, Elian Murphy. That's well, right. that whole thing was just a we setup. We know, Kai. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's saying, though, like, oh, thanks. I'm going to leave my life of fucking crime behind. Can I just go tell him I'm done criming? Can we do a pit stop? And, like, that allows him to take them to be delivered. Like, he's right. lying to her the whole time anyway. No, he's He's probably the to... smartest character in this movie. Yeah. Well, he was just like, I see an opportunity to round up all these wanted criminals and sell them to the Empire as a bounty hunter. Hell yeah, I'm going to do it. And all That's I had to do was say, I have a, sh- I have a ship and they're, they're on board already? Like, this is too easy, man. <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid, I would watch, like, wacky races, like the Hanna-Barbera cartoon where it would have, like, Penelope Pitstop and Muttley and Dick Dastardly and all those people. But it would go through the line and you'd be like, this is the car with the little Italian mobsters. And we go to another car and be like, this is these specific characters. You'd watch every episode and be like, I don't know who any of those people are. This show never focuses on any of them. I never learn anything else. I never get anything else out of this show. That is how I felt watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. It's like no, Max Rebo has more character all... development. Yes. Yeah. Max Rebo does have more character <laughs> development. So we're all captured now. Look, yeah. We're saving all the character development for next movie, probably. Um, what a choice <laughs> as a filmmaker yeah. to make. <laughs> um again, this this twist reminded me of 
an animated movie called Titan AE. If you remember mm-hmm. that. Movie. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a twist where some of the crew are like actually bad and double cross them. In, oh, in yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but so, you know, Admiral Noble shows up. They, they trap all the most dangerous ones by, like you said, they're carrying those boxes. They said, oh, it's this is some goods that we're going to offload on this you know off of our ship mm-hmm. uh-oh those boxes spring up they're the fucking devices and the crucifixion you know, robots yeah Bakugans. so they essentially <laughs> trap them all um and then kai's like let me tell you how I, my secret villain plan this whole time and let me describe each one of you and your crimes against the empire we have of course the general evil general titus who turned his forces against the empire we have Tarek. we have nemesis and of mm-hmm. course, Arthelaus, the most wanted criminal in the galaxy. giver. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, um, they do this moment. This is truly where I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Because Noble is there and he's like, and I'm going to execute you and here's why. And actually, Michael Hoosman, you were such a cuck earlier. I'm going <laughs> mm-hmm. to make you even more of a cuck now. Get up. Mm-hmm. Get up, guy who played me this on another TV show. This is punishment for taking my role is, in Game of Thrones. Yeah. you get for replacing yeah. me on that show. You'll always be second billed <laughs> as Dario Naharis. And you're like, mm-hmm. my God, he's saying all this in this movie? That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he gives him this, like... Knife that's going power to be drill. Yeah. <laughs> he Space power drill. Yeah. Like, he explains that, like, Regent Belisarius. Oh, I, I do. Can we flash back real quick to talk about the hologram scene where they're talking to each other, real quick? Sure. Oh, do you yeah. remember Hologram's that where where Noble calls Regent Belisarius and it's this huge like they're on an ice snowy field and Regent Belisarius is like oh Bring yeah her to me like alive <laughs> and he smashes his staff on the ground yeah. and it, like makes sort of like the game yep. like cracks the ice of the hologram they're on and <laughs> Noble's like whoa like and screams like reacting to it like they're in a hologram it's the dumbest thing you've ever mm-hmm. seen yeah it's like they're it's in the sorry. Matrix or something it's, it's exactly virtual like world that. yep yeah so. To cut back to, he gives Michael Hoosman a power drill and says, I have to bring her back alive, but I want you to cut her brain stem and oh, yeah, paralyze, paralyze her, her. Yeah. from the neck down because she's so dangerous. Michael Hoosman goes like, Cora, like – this is so sad. And like, Cora's like crying. And she's like, it's going to be okay. And he's like, I'm really sorry. And he puts the power drill in the spot. And all he has to do is like, turn it to the right to kill her. And he's like, and I'm really sorry that you're free. And he turns the power drill to like the left, which unhooks <laughs> yeah, the her left machine. The device, the right. Mm-hmm. Jacob, yeah. Now, Jacob, why would that be the technology? Well, it's very practical, you see, because yes. the executioner would never want to release the prisoner unless they were about to double cross <laughs> right. Kai. But then I did like the scene where he fucking kills Kai because he puts the thing like under his chin and like shoots it up. It's like, oh, Han Solo, you're fucking dead. Nice yeah. try that, trying to double cross us. I'm Luke. Yeah. yeah. Besides uh, grabbing the kid away from the spider lady, this is the only thing he's done in the movie. Oh, I, you know what, Mike? I will give him that spider thing. I did forget that he did. Because Cora that's says true. that was really nice of you. And that's Cora when she falls in love like, with him. I saw you save that girl from the spider. And you're yeah. like, yeah, I guess so. Well, this and is now the we have completion chemistry. of his arc because he's yeah. like a cuck loser throughout it who's like yeah. cowardly and then finally does something not cowardly. I'm no. sorry, Onaris. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> 
Oh my that locking God. system. How many yeah. people got accidentally freed because it was like a trainee who didn't really remember yes. which way to turn it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And you're Great thinking stuff. like, oh, they're in these devices. They're surrounded by troops with guns pointed at them. How are they going to get out of this situation? Well, it turns well, out you, very easily. Poor engineer, barely an inconvenience. Yeah. Well, you've forgotten that Cora's superpower is she hates being surrounded by people. So if, yes. if that happens, she will kill them all. Very claustrophobic. Right. But of course, so they unlock all these heroes. There's a big battle scene. Um, Darian Bloodaxe dies because he sacrifices himself by jumping on the ship to take out the gun. Uh, He blows it. He fires a bunch of shots that keep missing. (laughs) Finally, he hits and the guy falls forward on the thing to fall. It like cuts up and then hurts him and cyborg gives this look that's like oh like as he's dying and the thing crashes and you're like what was that worth you idiot mm-hmm. right just to save well i guess they're the, this gun is like firing at his troops and blowing them up and stuff so he saved the rest of his troops but he mm-hmm. sacrificed himself um and then we get basically they easily overpower the empire forces and we get a one-on-one situation where it's Cora or Arthalaeus, if you will, fighting Admiral Noble. Mm-hmm. Now, can I just say yeah. real quick, fan favorite character? Because you're probably going like, we guys haven't talked about Jimmy the Robot in a minute. <laughs> oh, Let me yeah. tell you all something. <laughs> He's not with this crew. He is back no. in the village sitting on a dock with the little blonde girl who's like, tell me a story. And he's like, yeah. oh, let you me see him tell at the you end. a story. He's got the little girl. for some reason. He's, yeah. He got this flower crown put on him by this girl. <laughs> but basically she's like, you should just go do like acid in the woods. And he's like, I can vibe on that. And he basically <laughs> mm-hmm. just yeah. leaves. I do like this. Probably my favorite character because he's like going through this crisis where he's like, I have I have the ability to like kill people, but I I don't think I should or something. I assume that's his character. I don't really know honestly, but I guess he has we'll no find purpose. Out in part right two. Now, yeah. yeah. Well, there is that moment where he says to Will Smith, "I did not murder him." <laughs> yeah, he said, "Are those Chuck Taylors?" Um, but I like that. He, what a <laughs> wow! I guess he sees uh, Cora fight off those um attempted rapists at the beginning he's like i really respect that you did that aura you're <laughs> cool if you ever put together a band of seven samurais when you return consider yeah. me the robot one of them yeah okay right. oh we've done the seven samurai anime had a robot steampunk robot samurai in it so they've already done sure. this idea anyway um, so the big yeah, fist fight—it's very badass and cool. Yeah. She breaks his arm twice, punches him in the dick. She it's very badass and cool. Him. He gets his ass yeah. kicked, and then like, he's like she... laughing. He's like, "This yeah. is perfect." And then he, and then she like hits him, and he falls off this platform, probably to his death. Right? We definitely won't yeah. see him again. No, um, he's dead. <laughs> uh, my shillelagh. <laughs> he gets shillelagh. She knocks he his gets- teeth out because it would be badass if we saw his Kylo teeth fall Ren. out. You know, yeah. Where his you know mask gets broken, but it's not a mask. It's just his. He gets disfigured in his face. Like a dumb little mm-hmm. hat. He does yeah. say when he's arresting all of them that turning in this much of a bounty will earn him a spot in the Senate. So I yeah. did like that idea that like there was he was <laughs> moving up in the ranks, right? Well, yeah, because mm-hmm. he's turning in all these wanted criminals, the and especially Archelaus. Yeah, stop um, saying that. <laughs> I'll never stop saying that. I guess um, <laughs> if you think of his rank, he's literally his job in the military right now is go and get the wheat. 
and bring it back. I want to get the yeah, weed. You're the weed admiral, guy. Which he wants the... a pretty high up position already. So you think you'd yeah, be above yeah. going to the village to get wheat. When he's right. Admiral, so he must be a pretty but... shitty admiral, but he's like, I'm going to move up the <laughs> I ranks mean, now. Again, I don't want to be that guy, but if you can travel through space, you can grow wheat. Mm-hmm. No, you need Why the land, need you need the that? sun, you need the space, you need the dirt, you know? Yeah. So I had heard of those. Things. They don't have enough farms on the home world, I guess, for some reason. Yeah. And they ward it too much. But anyway, he gets dooski, never see him again. Um, yeah. Ever. No, um, he definitely bum, doesn't come bum, back. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> um, and like then they another. go to the village, but they're like, basically, we defeated Admiral Noble, so I guess we did what we set out to accomplish. Uh, so I guess that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they're like, you know what? Let's stay in this village, I guess, and like, just in case we do want to fight some more Empire people. I don't remember. It's been like a week. General since Titus. General <laughs> Titus says, like, hey, that was pretty. We won our first mission, and they're all like, "Yeah, that's pretty good." And he's like, "No, it's like a big deal." Like he keeps saying that. He's like, "One blow yeah, and like fight them in that and like airport. That's that's like port. <laughs> we like really did something today. Everybody's yeah. kind of like, not really. Like you're kind of hyping it up too much. No, you defeated one group of like Empire forces. That is like a yeah. small platoon." But no one's um, happy about the victor. Like feels like celebratory. It's just like, all right, no. we're done. There's no Darian Bloodaxe yeah. died. Yeah, true. We 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 screamed loudly and shot a machine gun into the air for him, as you want to do. Right. Revenge no. is the most important thing, or not important. I'm not really sure. Um, mm-hmm. And then they go back to the village, and then we get. Um, oh, guess who's not really dead? It's Admiral Noble. Right. What about He's second up all ending? Machines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. obviously, rise, Admiral Noble. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> which is a great cliffhanger exactly. for part two. Oh, can they defeat this guy they've already defeated before? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Find don't out. fuck it up again. They tell him. Oh, uh, yeah. cool. Um, yeah. Which is something sinister, like about they you can't even die in this empire. That's like an okay idea, but it's also this is just Darth Vader. Yeah. Well, it I is also like Vader read he, something. Yeah, oh, dies just, at the end of New Hope, basically, or zooms off. Yeah, well, this is Mustafar, and then yeah, repairing him. There's um, there's a novelization out right now of this film that I guess is like the director's cut, so it is like the full breadth of the universe or whatever. And there's okay. a mm-hmm. fact about the the people in red with the masks who follow Admiral Noble around yeah. are mm-hmm. called the recorders. Who will wipe people's brains and write the false history of the mother world onto mm. their brains so that their eternal records <laughs> of a fake history will be continued? It's sure. this whole thing that's like a play on fake news where I'm like, did they even say their fucking names in this movie? What the no, fuck? They were just talking? there. And I was, they looked, I was like, this looks interesting. They, yeah, they, cool. they seem very Warhammer or very. But, but can I say, Jacob, the three guys. of them are typically together with a giant box a giant gray box they yeah. literally just look like the witches with the mother box in, in justice oh. league like they look oh, exactly sure. like that or the, the, the guys like spanish witches. inquisition hats or something yes. um they do yeah yeah very interesting like it like there's some oh, details of this world building <laughs> that i was like it's it very interesting more. well it's oh, just, there's, there's details me. that i was like this world could be interesting but i just don't know anything about it because Everything I learn about is either through a very stilted monologue or just like meeting a character and seeing a cool scene of them doing something. Like I don't get 
the feeling of a larger world like I do in like a Dune or something like that. So no, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's the plot of it. Um, yeah, we, oh, we, can I say? Can I say one last really stupid design choice that I think is mm-hmm. one of the dumbest things ever made? Yeah, the muzzle flares of the laser guns are so bright that they take up most of the frame so that when you're watching, you can't see what's happening. And then when they hit something, they do this kind of melting globby explosion that is also, again, so big you cannot see anything. So if Mm. a lot of it's happening in one scene, you truly have no fucking clue what you're (laughs) looking at. Yeah. And there's Mm -hmm. lens flares and stuff, typical – Zack Snyder aesthetic flourishes in the action scenes and stuff. I mean, personally, I like the way this movie looks. Um, I like, you know, I thought the action scenes, like I told you guys earlier, my hot take, I think um, some slow motion action scenes in Star Wars would improve it. Uh, like if the prequels had Zack Snyder action. Wow. Every wow. time they were lightsaber, I would love it. Wow. So the Christ <laughs> metaphors abounding. Yeah. Um, it's just baffling how like, yeah, inefficient, like, I don't know what the budget is with this thing, but it's like, you're building all these cool sets and locations and you spend no fucking time in them. You don't like let us live. Like we don't even see the interior yeah. of these spaceships. Like you're spending all this money to build several different, you know, communities, but you spend zero time in them and then you're right. You're gone. It already feels like a movie that was cut down so that they could release an extended director's cut to make again, a fake Snyder cut situation which why did you do that netflix why did you do that no one wants to see the inferior cut first if you already know that you're going to release a director's cut like yeah i'm mad to manufacture about this yeah like is there nudity the in this movie is there a lot of curse words there's not right no i mean is I that so. they just took that stuff out so the next one will be r oh man well, I maybe think, i mean with all the attempted rapes and stuff in this movie i think it might be are. Oh, this yeah. So what? The next one really is just unrated, I guess. Well, it's just that there's an hour of footage that they cut out apparently that makes it a whole different movie because they wanted to. Okay. Oh my god! You know what? We demand the director's cut, right? Which is stupid. They're always but... going to release the director's cut apparently. So it's just I don't know why they did that again. Like very stupid idea. This has got the rise of Skywalker problem where we're just hopping around here to here to here to here to here, and it's just like. Yeah, it's but I wonder if the it. director's cut like actually does like flow better and they explain more about. I, if what's I happening. have an extra hour for you to actually tell me things or show me things, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure this is this shouldn't be in the public. <laughs> this shouldn't be out if there's right. other no. stuff that will help. No, their the idea story was work. like let's release an inferior version so people will demand the better version. And then we'll get them to watch it twice. We're fucking geniuses. We run now. My movies have DLC. I fucking hate it here. <laughs> well, but yeah. it just, but just to criticize the man one last time, it really is an economy of storytelling issue. That every time he gets this free pass excuse of like, "Well, my movies are better when they're four hours," where it's like, "What? Yeah. Like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? You can't well, again, make this a short a, film." Yeah, this could have been a mini series. Well, another Netflix thing with his style, too, that I dislike is it needs to be four hours because everything is slow. Like somebody just grabbing a wheat or like I made a joke, picking up a fork. But everything is filmed. If it's, it's like the second coming of Christ, like it's the holiest shit that's ever been put on a yeah. sensor. Like he take it. it's he's overvaluing what like he's making. Like, I think he makes too no, big of a deal so. out of some of the small stuff. 
It's no, so, you're you're probably right. You're probably. I right. put a. I sent you guys um, a edit of A New Hope in the style of Zack Snyder. Yeah. It's adding slow mo really for comedy effect. It's funny. I'll put it in the show notes. But, but also, yeah, that it doesn't do the whole story, Mike. That literally, that's just like the first third of Star Wars is very funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then like Darth Vader that, flashbacks. Yeah, it's great. You're telling me that if you saw the prequels and the lightsaber fights had some slow motion effects and stuff like that, you wouldn't think that's super cool. Mm. I don't like slow mo. I don't think so. Would slow mo like improve the, uh, the Mustafar fight? I think if it was used in moderation, I think that's why it's it, never used in moderation from him. <laughs> he doesn't know the meaning I think of the it word. Is. I think it is. Um, in this, I like the ramping from fast to slow, back to fast again. I think that always looks cool. It um, does look cool, but I don't think it's yeah. used sparingly at all. A, maybe I'm just a chump for you know f- appealing to my baser instincts and. and liking it you know it's badass and cool i just i i i tire of it easier <laughs> Again, but, i will watch any garbage anytime if it's set in space or set in a make-believe fantasy medieval setting i will fucking watch it and uh enjoy it so there you go all right well is it that time boys final thoughts maybe after this uh i forget we have to watch it again you have to hear my tragic backstory mike let me tell you (laughs) this movie is mine (laughs) we'll catch you right after this we're back here on Normies Like Us, where we're wrapping up our conversation on Netflix's Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon, Child of Fire, Part yeah. One. Part One, one Child, the Child of Fire. Yeah, yes. well, it's flipped. Yes. I think the t- I think in classic <laughs> Zack fashion, he gets the opening title wrong, where it mm. comes up in the wrong order. So. Oh yeah, I don't know. Oh man, it's uh, these cool, edgy fonts in the corner. Abraxas, home planet of Snipsnore. And it's like, Snipsnore. <laughs> I don't know anybody's name in this show, but like, those seem like inconsistent when they show up. Oh, like, 100%. Yeah. Not every planet gets them, it feels like. No, I don't know. No. Um, again, there's a million better movies than this. Uh, so don't watch this or do Literally watch one it. million. <laughs> yeah. If you've seen a movie before, then you've probably seen a movie better than this movie. I would the say. Mid journey of movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yep. Yeah. Damn. But look, I mean, you know, a lot of artists are inspired and take things. I mean, the Star Wars, the original Star Wars, mm-hmm. was, you know, obviously hero's journey mixed with Kurosawa, mixed with you know World War II dogfighting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tarantino. So obviously artists have been remixing and um, interpolating uh, previous influences before. But I think Zack Snyder, the reason why this is just more egregious is that it's so generic and it's like so obvious. Yes. And he doesn't really do anything to like actually remix it. He's just sticking a bunch of things together. That's just like, I don't know. It's just not good. Jacob, <laughs> so, if you look at like an album cover for Yes or like a prog rock album or like heavy metal magazine, like Zack yes. Snyder's thing he's drawing from or like right. 2000 AD or any of those, if you look at them, they are wild fantasy, even when they are sci-fi. They are big. They are bold. They are interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It is him looking at that and taking inspiration, but going like, 
yeah, but sort of like the the Robbie the Robot from Forbidden Planet sort of like retro pop futuristic look. What if we replace that with greasy muscle dudes and greasy muscle women sort of like flexing and kissing each other? And you're like, you just can't help but be yourself, Zach. Like you really yeah. just are interested in one thing. Yeah, it's like his version of, of that pulp <laughs> sci-fi type of thing. But every everything about this is just the most generic version that it could be. It's like he didn't like even with the names and stuff like he didn't do more than one pass on like thinking of things oh we'll call this the home world we'll call you nemesis you know there's no like like right. said, oh, you, you give that a little more names, thought yeah you saying their names are cora and kai is damning <laughs> that is yeah. damning cora is right. already derivative cora, from the avatar Legend series yeah. yeah like oh man um, so yeah everyone's heard that quote imitation is the sincerest form of flattery right but the whole quote is imitation is the sincerest form of flattery that mediocrity can pay to greatness. Mm. Ah, this is that. But again, uh, I think it's, it's mediocre. Just, uh, right. Yeah. right. Zack Snyder, he puts the storytelling second to just making cool images. Like I said, like he had some ideas of like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if a guy like flew a space hippogriff? And then he's like, let me design a world in a story around these images and then the, I, the story yeah. just kind of sucks and it would be like the story that like a mid uh you know dungeon master would write for like a, a tabletop game but it, but wouldn't really pass muster for like hollywood screenwriting ai would write it um yeah and a movie that does move quickly and it goes to a lot of locations it's all over the works is dungeons and dragons the movie but i like to think that maybe Zack snyder this is how he experiences cinema like he loves the visuals and he needs people to explain to him in words what is happening oh so that yeah. person they were from the other planet remember and then they did this and like he needs people to tell him the story because he doesn't right understand it and that's how he makes no. movies expo that dumps. makes a lot of sense yeah yeah um <laughs> well I, I think we all agree that it's a it's a great movie uh and we strongly yeah. recommend it yeah yeah well i don't even want you to watch the full cut i feel bad I am definitely going to be watching part two, the scar giver. Uh, and of course we will probably do an episode about it. So get ready. For I would that imagine. Um, yeah. This was my idea, by the way. So I, this yes. Well, you recommended it by saying mm-hmm. it's the worst movie that you saw mm-hmm. in 2023 mm-hmm. uh, on our last. Does that hold mustard? Would you agree with that? Yes. No, I would for say me. the flash is still a worse movie than this movie. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, flash the flash tells a story. Five Nights at Freddy's. Ray Fisher would be so happy to hear you say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I liked it. I, I enjoyed watching this more than I enjoyed watching The Flash. I enjoyed watching it more than Dial of Destiny. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I don't think it's a good movie. No. But again, I'll watch Valerian and the Thousand Planets or whatever and enjoy that. So, yeah. a better movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked it more than Army of the Dead. I'll say that, which I didn't really like. Um, so I don't know. Zack Snyder, keep know. doing your thing, you crazy wild kid. It's universally not liked. It's bombing. You said you liked it like less <laughs> than a film we made before, or more than a bad film we made before. Yeah. Keep doing your thing is the advice. <laughs> no notes. Don't change anything. You're doing great. No. Keep Completely fails you. on every level as a film. Keep on yeah. keeping on, buddy. Keep, yeah. Make no changes, buddy. 
Again, just make a video except notes either. Like, yeah. You can make a video game as long as you I want. I think start directing porno. That is my recommendation. <laughs> I think Zack Snyder yeah. could find his niche Hit the directing slow-mo. porno. That he might could. be the only thing he can accomplish. <laughs> he will elevate the art form for yes, real. He would. Yeah. It would become art. I will say that. It, yeah. Porn would become art if Zack Snyder made it. And the physiques of the people he yeah. picked for his movies, my God. <laughs> oh, it, would be, it would be insane, dog. You'd be like, his that first woman would be, be like... The uh, Mount Olympus orgy is like the gods. Well, I also think Zack Snyder is like the king of having secret, like homoerotic, um, Mm -hmm. you know, things in his movies without even probably understanding himself. Yeah, of course. Like the whole movie Three (laughs) Hundred. Yeah, the entire thing. That's Um, like, why do you gay guys like this movie? (laughs) You're like Zack, (laughs) shut up. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's just Uh, badass and cool, right? Yeah. But ultimately, it's a great movie. I loved it. Uh, no, it's a bad movie, but uh, I, still I enjoyed it. watching. It. <laughs> still hey, give me, it. give me some final thoughts, Mike. You look like yeah. you got something to say. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just, I don't like it at all. I think it's Supergirl, the same <laughs> character as Cora, probably. Yeah, with a different power set, but tragic backstory. Kry- Krypton War. Oh, I'm brooding. Cora War. I'm brooding. It's, they're the same. Well, Cora, um, yeah, and Cora is the same as Gamora, like you said, but we also yeah. just don't see. Gamora. yeah um we don't see balisarius very much in this whole movie so her whole cracked the hologram jacob (laughs) that's right he had that one scene my friend but like that's who her ultimate nemesis is it's not this admiral noble guy it's a guy from hawkeye and maybe we'll talk about another character he's the another irishman yeah fra fra he's the guy who interprets for uh echo for uh the the maya lopez character okay yeah maybe we'll be talking about that soon Mm. um all right well yeah yeah so what were you saying mike final thoughts you loved it yeah i don't like it at all i'm upset that they did a cut where they probably literally made they did make this worse which is hard to imagine it yeah whatever because everything we're saying about the, the connective tissue is missing. It's just yes, you know. Then they cut it out. It feels like a bunch of cut scenes cut together. Uh, what I was wondering is like, what is Netflix thinking right now about this deal they've made with Zack Snyder, where he's got this overall deal with him now? And this movie came out. It's been universally panned by everybody. I don't even know if the Snyder called it. No. Yeah. Well, there's a light little defense, but it seems like most people are like, oh, this isn't what we <laughs> wanted. Um, and a lot of yeah. people being like, well, when the full cut comes out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, Jacob, exactly. I'll say marketing budget on this was huge. It was everywhere. The video game awards had a huge trailer for it on Reddit. It was every ad two weeks before it premiered. Now it has spent two weeks in the Netflix top 10. What's interesting now, of course, is when you go to Google, you can put in Netflix top 10 and you can go to their little side website that they do where they give you the streaming data of not only those things in the top 10, but how many clicks or views or seconds per hour streamed or whatever bullshit thing they do that gives you broken down into the millions of it this is not generating as much as they did on like much smaller original hits like the they licensed like what they have something they have on their um uh on netflix right now some i think like talladega nights is like destroying right now where it's like oh oh, rebel moon isn't even getting as much views as like a will ferrell movie they licensed to get like everyone great i think everyone watched it even though they hated it like a lot of people already watched it maybe 
But um, the marketing was crazy because it was like, yeah, Zack Snyder's the movie that was too hard R for Star Wars. It's Zack Snyder's Star Wars, but it's going to be original. Mind. It's going to be incredible. Ashton Kennedy read the script and she puked. <laughs> <laughs> That's how like, they would watch it. <laughs> I will say, so huh? Netflix has this strategy of we'll show you – they won't show you the tri- the the poster for the movie on this thumbnail. It'll just be like a random image of a character in a movie. And they have this algorithm to say like, oh, you'll want to see this character because it's like an actor, you know, or something like that. I was look, I was when I was with my family for the holidays, I was kind of looking through Netflix and like me and my sister, like we could watch something. Rebel Moon came up and it was just a picture of Charlie Hunnam. And my sister was like, oh, Charlie Hunnam. I like that actor. Let's watch that. Wow. So apparently wow. that that works, I guess, that algorithm they have. It explains um, why Jenna Ortega <laughs> is on every one of mine. Scream yeah. is Jenna Ortega. Well, yeah. Um <laughs> this is going to my sci-fi album. I've always had this pitch, this world where everybody has their own shit made for them by AI, right? Like I like Bruce Lee and Dragons. That's what, what, what yeah, AI Netflix just made Bruce Lee versus the Dragon. But this is getting into that territory of even yeah. the thumbnails you're seeing are personalized. I don't. Well, like Netflix it. has been on this for a while because, like, an algorithm basically tells them what's marketable. Like with House of Cards, when that came out, it was like, oh, people like political thrillers uh, and Kevin Spacey. Okay, House of Cards David and David Fincher, right? So, Fincher. um, I don't know what exactly the algorithm was saying about Zack Snyder. It's like people love. Zack Snyder, I guess. I, I think don't know. they really do look at the the internet engagement and go like, "You got to admit that that restore the Snyderverse hashtag was trending one time right. a year ago." And I don't think like, HBO that even. doesn't live it to anything. Yeah, HBO was I'm like, "I'm sure they meant- lost money spending more yes. money to finish the Snyder." Toby Emmerich came out and was like, "It was bots. It was yeah. just bots who were driving that hashtag." He's like, "We it's have the astroturfed. data." Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like there's the no Snyder, denying it. The hardcore Snyder fan base is not as big as they appear online. No. And we've known this for a long time. Same thing happens when a Marvel movie comes out and it gets review bombed on Rotten Tomatoes. It doesn't mean because everyone hated it. It just means that a very vocal, small percentage of people right. really hated it and panned it on purpose because it's part of this ultimate larger culture war thing where they say everything Marvel does is bad and everything Zack right. Snyder does is good. Um, it's really boring, uh, really boring discourse that I hate and should it go is. back to 2016. Yeah, yeah, it sucks, dude. Yeah. But I, I do, I do find it funny. One thing I like about this movie is the fact that even they are pissed off about it because it's doing what they would complain about. They're like, why are they always complain about emasculated male characters? And we literally have right. cuck man and it's like, it's everything that or they hate dude, coming from their favorite guy. Right. Yeah. So I think that's very funny that, yeah. Yep, I thought you thought he was the best. I thought he was the best, you guys. It's like he just is a cool you're badass. Wait till you see Gunner in part two. He's gonna be totally gonna be so buff, he's been, dude. He's been working out the whole time. Hey, yeah. Nemesis, yeah. give me one of your robot hands. I'm gonna try to learn that fire sword. You know what? Shit. Yeah. Yeah, once we have characters like experiencing character arcs, maybe there'll be a movie to watch. Well, that's why I thought I looked at that trailer for part two and I was like, this feels like a real movie more than part one did, where it's just I, getting the gang together. 
They're just yeah. handing yeah. each other's business cards. It's the defending cards. the town part of the seven cities. Honestly, Jaiman uh, yeah. Huntsu was wearing like an old-timey Irish cap in it, and I was like, yeah, yeah. even this like looks more interesting <laughs> than anything we saw in the film. Right. And that's also, again, there's so much Irish, space Irish stuff, Shillelagh and Charlie Hunnam, but that's just a ripoff yeah. of Star Trek The Next Generation when we had a whole colony of space that's Irish right. people. So. Space Irish. <laughs> what a show. Space Irish. <laughs> They're, they're ancestors of them that they were. Uh, I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. Yeah. That's it's what it does. Movie. It just it yeah. drained me. I tried to rewatch it again before we did this. I got about 20 minutes in and I was like, I'm not getting anything new out of this. There's because there's no. really nothing there. Like it's all mm. on the surface. You don't need yeah. to ever rewatch it. This is who I am. And I think this uh, is who I am. Zack Snyder, not a good screenwriter, not a good storyteller. Doesn't seem to understand the narrative structures of popular filmmaking very much. Uh, but he does, you know, he has a certain knack for cool images again, like, like I but, said. And arguably think- a bad cinematographer too. His best films are shot by Larry Fong, who no longer works with him. Yeah. You know, Zach shoots his own movies. I, I think, think he's wh- too distracted on set. I think he's got too much to do. Yeah. yeah. Focus on directing, dude. You're, you can I think do this that. movie did look better than Army of the Dead from a cinematography standpoint, but it's not as good as Watchmen, which I think actually has really great cinematography mm-hmm. and really great framing and of course, they can use the source material to be like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we just did this frame exactly? Hey, so, so it has that. Here's a reveal, dog. Yeah. I have the Sucker Punch unrated extended <laughs> cut on Blu-ray. Yeah, I think well. that movie looks awesome, dude. Yeah. And it's a music video. It's just hot girls <laughs> dancing to music. Right. I like watching that movie. <laughs> Shooting machine I, guns. It's like, I don't yeah. know. You know, it's yeah. like I I can get tricked by this stuff when he's hitting it right. So I I don't know. That's that side shot in three hundred where the, the first time we kind of bore witness to the camera ramping. It's kind of that one or almost like that. Yeah. That's still like a really cool fucking scene. Yeah, three hundred yeah. and Watchmen have the benefit of just being like, we'll make it look like the comic looked, and mm-hmm. he pretty much did that and looked cool. So yeah, I don't know what he needs to do. It's just. Um, not this, I guess. <laughs> well, he shouldn't write his own scripts. We know yeah. this. Yep. He, he should not be writing his own scripts and pick one. No. Either get somebody who you jive with that will direct while you shoot the thing or yeah. have someone else shoot it. You can't do both. Should not yeah. do both. Well, can, can we make Don't a comparison thing, real quick here and say a filmmaker that seemed to give up their entire career to just focus on one sci-fi property his name's James Cameron. That's what happened to Avatar, right? Yeah. And the criticism for those films for a long time was like, they're a little generic, but mm. they're pretty interesting to look at. Now, Jacob, what did you just say about this film? <laughs> hmm. Pretty generic, yeah. interesting to look at. Look, now, the you know difference like. in the <laughs> levels between yeah. these two and the just the distance there, and I think what that comes down to is, and let's just admit here, I think James Cameron will probably end up staying on Pandora for the rest of his life. I yeah. do not imagine that Zack Snyder will be spending the rest of his career making no. uh tell me the name of the planet one more time. Travolgo. Velt. 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 Um I remembered I, it. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. Well, James Cameron like he didn't you know, Zack Snyder didn't say I'm gonna make seven parts of this movie or whatever that James Cameron's going to make. He's implying some stuff. uh, 
Avatar The Way of Water especially is a much better movie than this movie, I will say. Um, and better this looking. This isn't a movie. This is character intros. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, like it's a video six game. Six vignettes. I think, I think yeah. when James Cameron is like, this evil guy who hunts whales with an Australian accent who's literally just going to be like, ha, 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 it's all about the money. Money, 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 whales, whales, whales. And you're like, yeah. oh, that's kind of like very generic surface level writing. I think he uses that to be like, okay, you know what archetype I'm playing with now? Now let me like really rock the story with you so that I can focus on the like beautiful young child saying to his father, I see you finally. Let's like learn yeah. to swim together and like well, focus right. on Family that stuff. stuff. And yes, there's the spider but, but and quartz using that thing. shorthand to truncate those times to be like, you understand what bad guys are like. So let yeah. me focus on the stuff that's interesting to me as a storyteller. Zack Snyder's like, you understand what I'm saying. I don't need to explain any of it. And you're like, well, right, but you, but you don't. There's nothing on top of it that you seem interested in. Yeah. You're just jumping around saying you don't have to explain any of this. Right. Well, well, Avatar Way Water also has. Uh, Avatar Quaritch crushing his own skull, his human I mean, skull, the, which is Jacob, the greatest thing. moment of <laughs> film in twenty twenty two. I mean, I think about it all the time. <laughs> but James <laughs> Cameron is a much better filmmaker than Zack Snyder. I think we can oh, all agree what? on that. <laughs> <laughs> what if James Cameron yeah, made Zack Snyder uh, DP and... one of his movies? <laughs> he wouldn't because because they would just clash too much. James Cameron's too much of a um perfectionist of his own things that he would he would probably not get along with Zack Snyder in a creative sense I don't think no yeah. Zack Snyder is like like a, a high schooler I see the scribblings of his notebook and there's this planet and it's so fucking and he just like I feel like he's just a yeah. child on set like wow, just you, having fun. you did a, the Stussy S a lot and you can do it a lot of different ways that's cool <laughs> what if he's Superman like, yeah. had that yeah <laughs> he wanted the Stussy S on Superman like, like, think about it but too. can you draw anything else he's like but I'm so good at the Stussy S that like, he's like, oh, can I you know. realize that he's like a Christ metaphor. Did you realize that, dude? That's crazy. Like fucking, that's fucking deep, dude. man. They're like that's gods, dude. Cool as hell, my man. Want to see how much I can bench? Oh my yeah. god. Also, yeah, just, uh, yeah. something that always makes me laugh: Short King. He's like five four or something like that. Oh. Just that always makes me. Yeah. That always makes me giggle. But again, he's I see him on on set in behind yeah. the scenes stuff, and it looks like he's having a great time. It looks like people, love people like working with people him. People love so. him, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He seems so enthusiastic. That's what I mean, like the teenager thing. Like he has not let that young wonder with just the shit that he thinks is cool, and he just he chases it down, you know? It's like, right. good for you, man, I guess. Yeah. Not a great film to watch, but he's having fun, and so are the people around him, better than a Michael Bay who's like throwing megaphones and shit. So yeah. I'll take yeah. Snyder over Bay in that sense. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Michael, F or Megan Fox was like, I'll never work with Michael Bay again. I have never heard a single person say they will never work with Zack Snyder again. The opposite. Right. Ray Fisher ruined his career to say, I love right. working with Zack Snyder. Mm -hmm. Jason That's Momoa great. was like, I love something. this guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dude, they probably got along great. <laughs> yeah. What is Aqua Blood X? What do you Aqua Trident? What do you think about that Blood Trident? I'm not. I'm not Jason too busy Momoa, right now. Momoa does need to be in part two. I don't know if they already shot it. They just add his character somehow. Well, Carlo Gugino, the person he's put in almost every one of his projects, Gosh, I was very surprised. Yeah. I bet she's the queen or whoever mm. was married to the king mm. would be my bet. Could be. Yeah, it's a good bet. 
Um, well, look, look at us talking Zach about Snyder. old Zach. Yeah, it's I like, hate it, Mike. It seems like a cool, fine person, bad movie. That's all. Yeah. Great yeah. movie. No notes, uh, Jacob Stetter. No You're notes. doing your thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know what he's going to do next after yeah. this whole saga. He wants he to make the Fountainhead to. so bad, and then he like oh, has sure. all these other ideas where you just like Zach. You someone has to. But you know his interpretation mm-hmm. of the Fountainhead is just like, oh, it's like it's like cool that like he he's yeah. like an architect or whatever. <laughs> yes. I also right, want to right. point out his production company used to be called Sick and Twisted Pictures until his daughter committed suicide. Then he. Very very mm. quietly changed the name to Stone Quarry Productions, hmm. uh, which I find very interesting. He's just an edgelord. I mean, that's what he is. That's yeah. why he likes Rick and Morty. I mean, that makes so much sense that he's probably like, Pickle Rick, that's so fucking funny, Dan. And Dan Arnold's probably like, yeah, totally, <laughs> yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. He would probably, yeah, he would want to direct. Szechuan like, sauce, am I right? That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Wanna, space. He would want to um, expand on like the whole Rick multiverse thing, which you know, that show is kind of making fun of the ideas of multiverses in itself and critiquing it. Um, it's laughing at anything that would take itself seriously. Yeah. And yeah. Zack Snyder only knows how to take everything serious. Everything the most seriously. Martha. Yeah. yeah. Martha. Why'd you say that name, Mike? Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Remember when Cora um, says Belisarius? Why did you say that name? <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <sighs> I think um, he should do the. That was, do the... That was his home world's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marthelius. They um should let him do this. The Shadow of the Hedgehog movie. That's got the right edge lord energy. I think you know Shadow Hedgehog's yes. got a gun. He says, "Damn," you know. Yes. Let him do that. Hey, you know what? I'll shout out one last thing. This is something my brother-in-law watches. Um, so shout out to listener Joe, who was talking to me about the Foundation on Apple. Right. Hmm. Do you guys know anything about that? Yeah. No. So here's another thing. He pointed this out on that series. And I think he gave it up pretty quick. Or he only watched like a couple episodes after reading the book where he pointed hmm. out it's based on the Isaac Asimov book. It was like right. the biggest book ever in science fiction, the foundation. I think it's they even said a story it was that un- sets up. It's one of those things that was like unadaptable for a long time. Yes, until they yes totally. To do it until right we got David S. Goyer, the genius behind Man of Steel and, you know, Dark right. Knight, like a, a connection to Zack Snyder, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that book I think is like, well, every science fiction idea came from this. And the thing that Joe was saying to me was, it's so interesting to see how dated it is. Like everything in the book is centered around 10,000 years in the future. They're still using nuclear power because nuclear power was the big scary thing when the book was getting written. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think when you have these old timey books that people hold in such reverence that like you look at now where you're like, well, like none of this is like interesting or like fresh now. That's kind well, of what this film feels like, right? Just it's not fresh in any original way at all. Well, when you when mm. you have to adapt like Asimov or someone like that, yeah. At least like with Blade Runner, it's adapted from do you know Android's Dream of Electric Sheep, mm-hmm. but they didn't just straight you know adapt that story. They updated it and made it they made this whole world with the blade runners and all this stuff yeah um and made it really cool uh so you have to put a modern lens on it i agree yeah i guess like a full circle collins pitch at the beginning space prefix like this it doesn't it's not a sci-fi world it's not building a world it's just painting the tropes of other movies but it doesn't have a cohesive universe i don't know how things are structured like it's just 
shot scatter shot it's a space that's why to me it yeah it feels like again i've said it a bunch of times it feels like a video game and like Mm -hmm. maybe the lore would be in a video game you would go around you read notes on the ground or whatever that would fill in the lore for you that maybe the cutscenes don't explain certain things but you kind of get where you get um voice memos or whatever that fill there's like three rooms built for every planet like, yeah. like that or three structures and that's exactly, it yeah there's nothing yeah, so beyond go the to that frame. location do your quest yeah. go back oh this shillelagh's plus two damage i'm actually gonna <laughs> equip this one mm-hmm. yeah yeah great oh i can ride um, the oh no a box. Mount. <laughs> and yes i would play a video game that's not a droidica movie uh, <laughs> if, you, if you're wondering if i would or not yes i would play yeah the, yeah the rebel moon i don't play game. the star wars games that much i would not be playing a rebel moon game my friend <laughs> I you just know so. it would be like uh, an Ubisoft open world game, like uh, where you what? go around and you do quests. You can do quests for the side characters. There'll be a space Viking. They'll be like, oh, I need you to deliver this grain to the next village over or something. Yeah. And yeah. I would probably, I would probably play. I'd like, love delivering that like grain. Hours. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyways, I like slop a lot of the times and that's what this is, you know, so, space slop. Space, space slop. slop. Yes. I wore my NASA sweatshirt for this episode because I like space. And this does, it really wow. does, um, it captures the wonder of space and really does it a service <laughs> using a setting to its maximum effect. Yeah. If you want to watch something like this that's actually good, just watch Dune or Star Wars or, you know, anything Move like over, that. Move over, Dune. This is the new universe. We're getting seven yeah. movies and video games, comic books. Let's go. <laughs> I was a knight for a world I would never see, a servant for a king who was dead, and a princess that I worshipped that I would never know. That's I'm a really good. Not uh, a character. It's really good, Jimmy, right there. Yeah, it's a good, Jimmy. I can't believe there wasn't <laughs> well, thank someone you for called that, Jimmy. the Rebel Moon Knight in this. Mm. <laughs> maybe, maybe we will. Because that's derivative too. We'll meet him next time. Maybe right. Rebel Wilson in here. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, all the rebels. Rebel without a cause. Yeah. Uh, all Ezra. right. Is there a big um, actor you would like to see cast in the next one as a surprise? It's Dave Batista, Jason Hamm. Momoa, Dave Batista, okay. and Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa would be good. Henry yeah. Cavill. Any? I would. Gal Gadot is probably very desperate for work. Right. Yeah. Now. Any of those any old of Justice League people. Yeah. Wow. Gal Gadot or his mom, Gal Gadot. <laughs> yep. I, yeah. You're such a wonder woman. That's what the king would say to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when yep. she shows mm-hmm. up, the Wonder Woman theme just plays on the guitar. <laughs> you know yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Jeez. Well, mm-hmm. Ah, well, Prince Fufu, you were <laughs> known as the Griffin Rider, Jacob, of course. <laughs> That's oh. right. Uh, you know, RIP to the DCEU and RIP mm-hmm. to the world of Rebel Moon. Uh, I will mm-hmm. say I did see Aquaman. It is a better film than this. And it does involve a <laughs> most nicely cantina scene where they do go to like a dark fish bar where all the fish <laughs> are like, blah, 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 what are you doing here? And um, uh, maybe this is a spoiler, but I, I think this is great. Martin Short voices the gangster fish person that they have to interact oh, with. So no very kidding. Fun. Interesting. Okay. And Steve yeah, Martin voices the other gangster fish I wish. Person. That'd be great. <laughs> well, there's geez. been a murder in this aquarium. <laughs> You're like, oh wow, this is. <laughs> yep. This guy really hates oil cans. I don't know what to, <laughs> I don't right. know what to say about this movie. We're, um, we're 
What yeah, else is yeah. there to say? Probably nothing. Uh, Normies, we'll be back. Check it yeah. out on Netflix. Uh, let us know We're what not. you thought, of course. Send us your thoughts. Yeah. Did, did you love it? We know you did. Probably um, not. Yeah. No. <laughs> not to, yeah, like not it, to throw yeah, another thing out here, but um, I did not like uh, his space heroine in the weird tentacle room that our main bad guy has. <laughs> oh, you that know was what, so my... weird. <laughs> It was maybe my second favorite scene. Yeah. When he keeps, he's like, "Ah, oh, great news! Later, darling, later." And he's, and like, he's just completely naked. Yeah, and you're like, hanging out. "Oh, you're getting like your dick sucked by like <laughs> in front like of your elephant. subordinate." It's like, "Damn, yeah, Zack Snyder, you made so, you made a strong decision with this scene. <laughs> yep. Made to go anyway." Yep. Well, that's Rebel Moon. What else is that's, there to say? Yep, nothing. Probably. I'm depressed. depressed. What more is there to say? Stay tuned. We will be doing. Uh, commit to it right now. We will be doing a part two, mm. the Scar Giver episode. Right. Mm. Uh, it makes me long for the Transformers days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does. can be said about this movie? The only thing that it itself says, and that it's nothing. So. Hey, it's right. me. Mark Wahlberg is Sully, and now I'm on the Rebel Moon, and I'm the Scar Giver. <laughs> oh no! Oh, wow. Mark Wahlberg. Oh, Marky oh, me, Mark's Ted. Guy. I'm here too. I'm Ted. Oh, I'm there. No. <laughs> what we should have been talking about today. All yeah, right. We got to do our Ted talk yeah. at some point. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We're getting sick. We're feeling yep, sick yep. here. Space we, sickness. Our brains are poisoned sickness. by that little blue parasite we were smoking earlier, or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like yeah. Jacob said, if you like this, reach out to us at normies underscore like underscore us. Tell us all about it. Rate, review, subscribe as well. That helps us out a lot. And check us out on our YouTube page. That's right. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on SoundCloud. I don't know, wherever you get your podcasts. Sure. <laughs> yep, you know. <laughs> We are SoundCloud rappers, technically. <laughs> Wouldn't you describe us yes, as that? This podcast I would. is a rap. Most certainly. Well, it's definitely a rap on this one. Word. <laughs> oh, I yeah. said rap on this one. Mike's right. All right. That's well, right. we've been your hosts in a galaxy far, far near you. Uh, who knows what they try to get away with? But we're your yeah. hosts. Uh, this is uh, Colin Bloodaxe. That's a galaxy Blood far, Axe. far, far away from being profitable, but this is um, <laughs> Nemixis. Wow. This is uh, Jake Asarius, of course. Regent Regent Jake Asarius. Yes. Bring Um, her to me. Where's my daughter? My daughter. Aluthea. Is her name Aluthea? Say it one more time. Arthalaeus. Okay, great. Bye. Belarus. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) All right. My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools!